You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. What a game in Washington, D.C. The Seahawks fall short once again, 15, excuse me, 17 to 15. Washington football team gets it done. Tell the two halves the second half. This offense could not get anything going. They punted on almost every possession until it came down to win time. This defense stands firm on their own three-yard line on fourth down. No touchdown. Russell gets the ball with two minutes and some change left on the clock, and he drives them all the way down, finding Freddie Swain in the middle of the field for a touchdown, but they still needed to make a two-point conversion. He tries to go back to Freddie Swain, doesn't get it, Lines up for an onside kick. It seems like the Seattle Seahawks get possession on the onside kick, but no, 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 there's a rule that we need to learn. You cannot have a certain amount of players inside the half, so the Hawks have to kick it again. They do not get the football. Russell Wilson was 20 of 31, 247 yards. Tyler Lockett had three receptions for 96 yards. Gerald Everett had five for 37 and a touchdown, and like I mentioned, Freddie Swain did his thing as well with a touchdown. Time of possession continues to be an issue for this football team, only possessing the ball 18 minutes to Washington football team's 41 minutes. Ten first downs for the Seahawks, 27 for the Washington football team. Again, the struggles on third down continue. Four for 12 on third downs for this Seahawks offense, five for 13 for the Washington football team. 45 plays to 79 plays. We have a lot to talk about. When we return, we'll talk to Pete. We'll hear from Pete Carroll. Jim Miller will be in the locker room with interviews, and we'll hear from players as they step up to the podium. Tough when Seahawks fall 15 to 17. Lots to do next on your Seahawks radio network. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. I'm Michael Bump as the Seahawks fall to the Washington football team 17 to 15 with a chance to win the ball game. At the end, just came up a bit short. Now I'm going to talk to the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel. Steve, I'm sorry we got to keep meeting like this, man. Bump, I'm not sure. Uh, it, one of us is a is a bad omen here for the team, and I'm <laughs> guessing it's me because you, you're doing great. Um, so it must be something I'm doing. I, it's just it, it's it's so heartbreaking for these guys to find a way to lose these last few games so close, right down to the end, and still just can't get over the hump to make the plays when they need to make them earlier in the football game. Um, and I'm still looking for that explanation. I'm sorry I had to run out of the room for a second. Uh, and so I didn't hear the explanation as to why that was an illegal formation. Because it looked like the Seahawks lined up exactly the same way the second time they they kicked it. But regardless, uh, it's just a hard, awful way to lose a game when you play that hard down the stretch. And you make a play like Russell and Swain made on that touchdown and then to get the onside kick, which doesn't happen very often. I was I was all set to call a Jason Myers 58-yard field goal for the win. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Ray. But I think the information we got over here is that they had a player lined up inside the hash. You're not supposed to do that, so it's an illegal formation. Um, a technicality, yeah, but you, you got to know those yeah. rules, right? When you line up in these in these situations, you, you got to be confident, ensure that your guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, you, you really do. And I look both sides of the ball, both sides of the kicker, they were lined up exactly the same way. So somewhere along the line, that, that message wasn't relayed to the players as to what that alignment had to be. But regardless, it's, a, it's again, another hard way to lose the football game. But you and I, as offensive football players, we look at this Seahawks offense bump and we say, what in the world is going on? Why cannot they sustain? Why can't they convert 
early in the game, short third down plays, and then in the second half, uh, couldn't get anything going in the second half until that last drive. Yeah, four for 12 on third downs. You know that's tough. Only 45 plays to Washington football team, 79 plays. That's going to be tough. But let's talk about the grit of this defense, man. I mean, that yeah. last drive to, to hold those guys and get the ball to your offense on the three-yard line, uh, making plays when you need to make plays. It wasn't pretty at all times, but this defense really bend but doesn't break and, and gives this offense a chance to win ball games. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, in the booth here during the game, we too, we talked about how at some point the defense has got to start getting tired. When you when you watch guys like Gibson and those guys turn the corner and pick up 12, 14, 17 yards on a carry. And the thing that I always try to explain to people is defense is all about hustle. Defense, every defensive player has to try to run the f to the football. And they're scrambling, they're running all the time. Us, you remember, you and me as wide receivers, we take a play off. I mean, the play is going away from us. Oh, we jog off the line of scrimmage. We can get a break. Defensive players can't do that. And so I just can't imagine how difficult it is to be out there for that amount of time. Now, somebody will say, okay, well, you want to get off the field? Make a play. All right, I get it. But when, when you're not making those plays and still – it goes all the way down to, what, the three-yard line, and you finally stop Washington and keep them out of the end zone. Um, that's, that, that's, I mean, that's a testament to this, these guys playing hard all the way to the very end. And you got to credit them for that. Unfortunately, it doesn't show up in the win column. Rabel's hard for them to take a break, but you take a break, my friend. Great job calling that game and get home safely as usual. Thanks, Bump. Good job, you guys, as well. Appreciate you. All right, that was Steve Rabel. When we return, we're going to hear from Pete Carroll. Jim Mueller is going to be down in the locker room. We're going to hear from the players. And also, I'm going to get analysis from my guys here, Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. All that is next. The Seahawks fall to the Washington football team, 17-15. to 15. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. I'm Michael Bumbus with Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. The Seahawks fall to the Washington football team, 17-15, to 15, with a chance to win this ball game. With Russell, has the rock, he's driving down. Turbo's pumping positivity into the room, saying it's gonna, he's gonna get it done. He's gonna make it happen, and they just fall a little short, man. It seems like every week these guys are close. In the fourth quarter, of the past with every game they've lost, they've had a chance or within a touchdown in the fourth quarter, and just can't really punch it through. Russell Wilson was twenty of thirty-one, two forty-seven. Saw some hesitancy at times, but a lot of other times uh, he made some plays, especially when he counted. So. Turbo, overall thoughts of Russell Wilson's play tonight. And, uh, yeah, what are, we, what are you feeling right now? Man, this is a tough one to swallow, man. Um, you know, man, obviously our team played hard. Um, but to answer your question in regards to Russell, you know, I, I thought he had a real up-and-down game, man. Um, you know, he wasn't uh, his normal consistent self. Uh, I mean, he did make some plays there in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, when we really needed it, you know, drove the team all the way down the field to to, to put us in position to uh, to tie the game. You know, I had a feeling that that two point conversion that the Washington football team converted earlier in the game would find a way to bite us, and uh, ended up biting us, man. Uh, in in the fourth quarter, you know, there's a, there, there's uh you know there's some folks out there saying that you might have missed DK in the back end zone there on the on the two point conversion. Uh, so not not our best per performance certainly offensively, but in regards to Russ. Uh, but we still had a chance to win it, and uh, we didn't, man. You know, you know, they, they you know, watched the football team, made more plays than we did. Um, 
and they deserve the win tonight. How tough is it to stay in the moment as a player out there when you know your offense isn't getting it done? You see your defense getting 15 play drives um, on them and just missing this play, almost making that play. For these guys to be that focused and, and give them a chance at the end, what's the mentality of a football player out there, Walters? I mean, it's it's. I thought the defense I mean, played their butts off. Um, you know, they were out there pretty much, what, three quarters of the game. And uh, offensively, it's frustrating for some of these guys. You know, you know DK and, and Lockett, Lockett, I don't even think had a catch in the second half, did he? Um, no. And I don't know how that happens either. I, I don't either. You know? um, I think DK had one with a minute left in the fourth quarter. And, and it, it, kudos to those guys staying in on that last drive. And something I want to point out um, that we talked about pregame is the up-tempo offense. And that last two-minute drive, was almost the first time we saw Russ out there just just moving, going quick, you know, no thinking, and just letting it flow. And that's the first time they put a big drive together, you know, a 10-play drive, they're only one of the game. And I think that's what we kind of talked about. We would love to see more going into the game. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the season, we, we saw Russ have the ability to be able to spread the ball around. I mean, he was completing the ball to seven, eight, nine different receivers throughout the football game. And now he can't even get the ball seemingly to his key guys. And I think that's really just, you know, it shows that, you know, our offense just doesn't have continuity. We don't, I mean, it just, you know, seemingly uh, we don't have a, a, a true plan of, of what we're trying to do and how we're trying to get guys involved, you know. It's almost like we're just calling plays, and that's why we can't complete the ball uh, to even our key guys. So now this is the fifth straight game the Seahawks have rushed for less than 100 yards. Sign me. <laughs> 12 carries, 12 carries between Russell Wilson, Dallas Collins, and DJ Dallas. What are you seeing out of this offensive line in that backfield that's not allowing this run game to really get going, Turbo? Well, we're just, you know, def- defenses are being more stout than we are up front. You know, we're not getting pushed uh, on the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, you see Gibson with a couple runs for the Washington football team, and there, I mean, there's just these big gaping holes. Uh, for him to be able to run through and those guys in the backfield for, for the Washington football team. And for us, you know, it's, it's, it's slim pickings. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's real tight in there, and uh, it's hard for us to, to, to find space. And I think uh, the other aspect to that, too, as a runner, we have to be able to make something happen as well. And we have good backs in our backfield, and, and I still believe that with more carries, uh, more consistent carries, they can find a way – to find a rhythm within a football game. Let me hop in there, Turbo. Right. Pete's at the podium now. Absolutely. Trading trip, uh, forced to come all the way out and uh, hang in the game. You know, we didn't play very well, complimentary at all. And uh, but to have a chance to you know to be right there at the end, um, I'm really proud of the way these guys keep battling and fighting hard and and, and uh, doing what we need to do to hit the heck out of people and make things happen uh, when we get a chance. But uh, the results just aren't coming, man. We can't we can't get these games won. And um, you know what? Uh, I'm not accepting it, and uh, I'm not taking a sideways step. I'm not stepping anywhere but forward, and going to keep driving to get the very next chance we get and go get a win and get going. And uh, I don't expect these these guys at any time to do anything but that. I'm going to keep just stepping forward and keep moving and uh, battle our way through it. It's, it's been really frustrating, obviously, and, and uh, but, um, you know, just not accepting. We're just going to keep going. 
Well, you, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear that we're not, you know, it's this, you know, I'm sorry, but it's the third downs don't let us go, you know, and, and uh, that's, that's just such an obvious issue for us that we're not converting. I uh, know we didn't run the ball well at all tonight, and, uh, but it's just there's so few plays that every single play counts so much, and, and uh, we're just not getting it going. We've seen Russell miss throws that he just typically does not miss. What, what do you think of that? I mean, the, the film doesn't lie, you know. I mean, we're missing some stuff. And, and uh, um, I don't see indications of that in practice as we're going. And so uh, we just got to look at the film, you know. There's, we can talk about all the different throws that didn't get where they're supposed to go. But um, uh, I don't know what to make of it other than the fact we got to keep battling and keep trying to figure it out. Um, I felt like we had some guys open tonight, you know, with, with some chances. And, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't hook it up. Where's that two-point that's supposed to go? Where is it supposed to? Yeah, like you can go to a number of guys. It depends on how, how the space opened up. I didn't. There were guys came off the field thinking that Tyler got grabbed on that on that play. I don't know what happened on that one, but um, I can't tell you exactly because I need to see the film. What was your explanation on the onside kick the first time? We need another guy outside the hash mark, and we didn't line it up right. On the offside, you have to have the number of guys outside the, the hash mark and the numbers, and, and we had. I don't know, we, we, we work on it all the time, but uh, we didn't line up right. So it was just an alignment error. What did they do defensively to shut down the run? And I mean, it wasn't until it's really... Good. They're, they're, not, they're not over trying with, with their scheme. They're just playing good base defense and and, uh, and, uh, and making it stand up, you know, and kind of just daring you to run the ball at them. And, and, you know, we couldn't do it. We thought we'd be much better than that tonight. Do you, think, do you think Russell Wilson's back anywhere close to what he can do? Was well, the results aren't showing that, you know. The results of the way we're playing, it, 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 isn't, it isn't showing up. So, um, you know, he, he's got to do better. We all got to do better. I, I felt like we passed protected okay tonight. Did we give up one sack tonight? One, yeah. yeah. Two? Yeah. Um, I, I thought we protected pretty well, but uh, we just didn't hook it up. Yeah, didn't have a target in the first half, or they taking him away. It's not because we weren't trying to look into him and trying to get that ball to him. I mean, he's involved with all of the calls, but sometimes the coverage gets you know gets in the way of it, and, and you got to go other places. You got to make the right decision there. And uh, I don't, at this point, I can't tell you that we we overlooked him. You know, in, in those situations, I think you know they did a nice job at times, but uh, he's certainly part of everything that we're calling. Was Collins and Dallas less of an option because Collins was beat up? Or what's their... No, we just tried to. See something with spark, you know, with the other guy. What did you make of the defense in the second half for three third down stops and then the goal line? No, the, the, this team is just loaded with heart and uh, hanging in there and in, in, in belief. They're believing that we're going to win. They believe all the way to the second on sites kick we we're going to win the game, you know. And, and uh, that's if without that belief they wouldn't they couldn't fight like that. But to fight and hang on and, and to give us a chance and you know we had to go 90, 96 to, to get it done, but. Um, you can see why they do fight because we did, you know, and they have, they have that belief based on, on on our history. I thought it was a really, really good night of, of playing defense. You know, the third downs weren't bad. They they ran the ball 43 times, you know, because they could, um, and we weren't making any you know first downs on the other side, so they could be patient in that regard. Um, but. Uh, those guys were just tough as nails to keep hanging. The hits were all over the field. Um, Quandre's hit was enormous, the big play that, that uh, Jamal gets the pick, but they're all over the field, uh, Brooksy and, and Bobby. And, and 
Our guys are getting after it. Do you, I guess, just kind of the, where the team is mentally and things like that? I mean, you worry about it. Or it's yeah, Bob, it was just trying to, it was just trying to hang to the next, to the next opportunity, you know, and go to the next, the next day and the next step that we take, and and uh, that's why I'm, you know, the, the what it feels like is this, there's no, there's no room to accept what what's going on. Uh, we just have to keep striding and going, and uh, I, I told them that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to expect that they'll continue to do that too. I know they will, but. Um, it, it, it stinks, you know. It really does. It stinks. Near the end of the first half, you had the two penalties, defensive penalties, Kubo, the hold, and Rasheem with the yeah, play hit. What did you think of those? I, I didn't see that. What you guys saw a better look than I saw. I didn't get a chance. Um, I know Rasheem was trying to not land on the guy, and we just exactly the way we practice it. So, I, but you know, I don't know. They just all kind of happened right in a row, you know. Jeez, amazing. Make up uh, blocking return. Oh yeah, what a great! You know, we we put such pride in, in that get group taking their shots every chance we get. It's really important to us to show great effort. He has been phenomenal all year long, and always going and always, you know, making the the, the effort. And he's been close so many times that it's just fitting that he finally got one. But to pick it up and run and, and do it all, man, what a great moment! And it was a great play for the game. You know, it gave us that uh, you know that that chance to tie the thing up and. Uh, it's rare play that happens, but it was a great effort, and um, the guys were so fired up for him. You mentioned Rasheem doing everything that he's taught to do in that play. Do you think that's something that is on the back of the mind of pass rushers that they're going after quarterbacks right now, you know, worried about getting called for, for just hitting the quarterback? There's no doubt. I mean, there's been for a long time, but but even, you know, in the last couple of years, the landing on the guy, you know, we, we – work on it you know I mean our guys know we show it all the time that's why he did it I, and I, I need to look at it again and see how clean he was at getting off if he did it soon enough but I know he made the effort to demonstrate that we get the rules we get it and so here's what you know here's what he's trying to do in the situation that sometimes things happen that you can't avoid you know in the hits and but if you're mindful enough to demonstrate that you get it, you know, I wish they'd give us the, the benefit of that, but it didn't happen. So. Play, I don't know that's a bad call. Benson's I'm not saying this. I don't even know if it is. I, I, but I just know that what he tried to do. Benson's play in particular, when he had an opportunity to sack Heineke when he was scrambling, it looked like that was one of those situations where he was trying to hold up a little bit. I, I don't know that. But it, I mean, it's a, it's a new day now. This isn't like football used to be. It's a new day, and we have to have a mindfulness of, of, of the considerations that, you know, why these rules are posted the way they are. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're not a highly penalized team. We're not, that's not happening. To get three and four plays, you know, we have, we're averaging five penalties a game, you know, and, and uh, so it's just pretty odd that, you know, we screwed it up like that. But um, we're working really hard to understand how to, how to, Play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Uh, I'll give you a great example. Look, look at the hit that, that uh, uh, Quandre makes. I mean, it's a phenomenally timed hit, and and he's been thrown out of games from, for hitting guys the way football used to be played. And he's worked really hard to to be a, a, a shoulder, you know, head out of the hits and, and lead with your shoulder. It's a phenomenal play. That's the way football's supposed to be played, and it's exactly the way you know it's taught. And, and guys have to learn instinctively. It's not the best way to hit a guy. <laughs> you know, we know he's, you know, and so he learned to hit it. Great play, and you get a turnover. So that's an illustration of new new awareness. You know, that the guys have about rules and safety and all that, which are all warranted and good. Do you ask the rest why he looks one way in the games versus how he looks in practice? And if so, what does he say? No, I haven't asked him. Jordan Brooks, what do you think of this game? I need to see the film. I thought he, he made a lot of plays. I thought he, he, he missed a couple tackles, too, so I, I'm not sure how, how it all went. Yeah, I don't know. i got to watch the film.
How concerned are you that you might lose them now? They might look at them. That's not going to happen. I don't think, Greg. I just don't feel like that. I just, I know these guys too well. I know where they're. I know their heart. They know my heart. And, and we've been battling for a long time together. And we've got the leadership that this, that there's just no room for that to happen. Um, we're going to play for the pride of it, and we're going to play for the, the, the people that we are. We're going to represent. And uh, I, I don't know how else to look at it but that way. What was the thought process of going with Kyle Fuller instead of Phil Haynes and left guard today? He's been, in the, he's been playing all year. You know, he's been, he started a bunch of games for us. Um, the communications, the, the continuity of it all, it just totally makes sense to do it that way. With Russ, what does that tell you about him as a player that you know, maybe it's not his best game, he's struggling, missed some throws, and then it's 96 yards, two minutes, no timeouts. It's classic, you know. He, he, the last thing I was pumping him up before he went out, he said, we've done this before. You know, he was told that he that was the last thing he said before he went on the field to go take care of that drive. And, and all those guys came through, made those catches, and we protected him well in that sequence, all of that. And then we came through with the big play. So but that's kind of what that's what we we expect. That's why we have that belief. I'm sorry. sorry. You talked a little bit about the, the return on the block, but Mark Dixon, just that consistency for him to keep you guys. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a big night. I think he well, there's one ball that maybe didn't fly the way he wanted, but those are phenomenal finesse kicks. You know, the, the ones he's kicking across the field, his boomerang kicks were gorgeous at the right time to pin him deep, and he bombed one and put it and knocked it down into. 11 or something, wherever that one was. Um, he's, a, he's a terrific football player and a big weapon for us. And the defense really counts on that happening, counts with the backed up situations that they get in. And uh, he has a, you know, he's a big factor. How's their move? You know, you told us what you think. How, how did they receive it or what did you sense from that? Be quiet right now, Greg. Really, you know, the guys don't have a whole lot to say right now. Um, you know, Tyler, Tyler sends us out and, and, and Russ says something at the end, you know, and was very, Held himself accountable, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, we're kind of together in this thing, you know. We're doing this whole thing together, and, and that's that's the way we've always done it. And counted on that relationship to be able to help us when times are tough, and, and to navigate when times, you know, can set us off. And uh, you know, I feel like we're we're going to keep going. We, we don't have any other way to do it. Would you continue to roll with Russ if he continues to look the way he does? Yeah, he needs to make his plays when he gets his chances. He'll, you know, I can't imagine that he won't. Can't imagine that he won't get it, get it, you know, get it done. How long you said you'll keep striving? That's in your nature. How long can you keep doing that? I don't know. I don't. It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. Keep, keep, can you keep going? Process of staying together. Everybody can accept what's happening, and then we have to build together. Is that when you say the team? not accepting the results. I, I told what I felt like. I didn't, I didn't, how could I know? And I wouldn't know what, the, what they're feeling like right now. I just told them what I felt like, and, and I'm not going to accept the way this is going and, and affect me in any way other than to keep on freaking battling and, and competing and, and taking the very next step I take, pointed at the very next opportunity, and make everything I can out of that. And, and I'm, I'm going to count on them going with me. And I know they will. So. That we we know how to do it because we we do them we practice them we're, we're repping them and, and uh, guys are open and and uh, and when we get protection the guys are open Russ got to make his plays but we also got to make the catches and all that and stuff so we all just have to work together and carry it to the games it's just it's frustrating that it's not happening. On kick returns, is that something you want to stick with for a while, or is it just we're just trying you know trying to give him a shot to do something you know we we, we thought about that 
when we drafted him, and, and uh, it's just it's been so uh, dis disjointed that we didn't have a chance to really see him earlier on. So we're just trying him out, and uh, need, I'd like to see what it looks like on the film. Office continues to produce. Do you have to consider staff changes? I come in. We're, we're battling for the next day. Nice try again. Anything else? Thank you. The answer is no. That was head coach Pete Carroll. Obviously disappointed. Let's pause ten seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station, Cairo, Cairo Radio, a conversation, breaking news direct from the sidelines, and where the twelves hear the Seahawks. Kiro FM, Tacoma, Seattle. All right, we got lots more to do. I'm going to get some analysis from these guys here. We're going to get more players. We're going to hear from more players as they step up to the podium. All that is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Sitting here with my guys Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. I'm Michael Bumpus. This is the Seahawk postgame show. Seahawks fall to the Washington football team 17-15. to It was a thriller. Defense holds up strong, gives the offense the ball with a little over two minutes left. They drive all the way down the field, find Freddie Swain for a 32-yard touchdown. You need that two-point conversion to go up. They don't get it, but then they come back with an onside kick, recover the onside kick. Technicality, you have a player inside the hash. Makes them kick it again. Does not happen. Now, I want to talk about this offense, B. We saw the struggles in the second half. A bunch of three and outs. Uh, run game not being able to get going. DK not being able to get targets. And I look at them and I say, it's hard to get into a rhythm if you're not on the football field. We look at the time of possession, 18 minutes to 41 minutes. We're looking at the total plays, 45 to 79 and we can go back and say, look, it's because they are bad on 4th and 12. And, of course, that makes the connection. But as a play caller and as a player, if you're not on that football field and you're not finding ways to grind things out, how tough is it to get into your zone and just play free, just play football? And we were talking about this at break. As a receiver, you, you need a couple targets before you really get in the flow of things and, and really feel that um, you, know, you can make an impact. And, and if you're out there just kind of – running your routes, going to the sideline in three plays, sitting there, you know, watching the defense uh, on the field, going back out, three more plays, you don't get that flow. And, and same as a play caller, right? You, you don't know what's working. You haven't been able to make adjustments because you're running so few plays. I mean, 45 plays total, 10 of them, almost a quarter of the plays are on the last drive of the game with two minutes left. Man. I mean, that's just – you can't find a rhythm that way. Running the rock. You, when I first met you, what, a few months ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you said, look, I'm a rhythm-type runner, and we're seeing this run game struggle, one, because of issues up front. Maybe it's play calling. Maybe they're tired. But with all that being said, when your number one back is getting seven carries and his backup is getting three, it's almost impossible to find a rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's real easy to abandon the run game, too, when you don't have a flow offensively. You know, you get a couple negative runs or you get a couple runs for no gain and you just feel like, well, that's out. You know, yeah. that's not working. You don't have any confidence. You don't even, you don't have any belief in it. You don't even have any belief that eventually it will get going, which is really in most cases – for teams who run the ball, that's how the running game gets going. It never it never flows from the jump, you know, from the start of the game. You have to find that rhythm and flow. You have to wear a defense down, continue to run the football, allow your offensive line and tight ends to attack their defensive line and really those guys in the front seven. There's a very there's various ways you can do that. I mean, we're a zone team. We run inside zone, outside zone. But there's 
you know, there's gap schemes and man blocks that we can set up for our backs, whams and things like that. Uh, you know, bringing the tight end across the formation to cut defensive linemen uh, that will slow uh, the defense down and really allow your running game uh, to open up even more uh, and be able to get those chunk yards. But you have to stay with it and you have to believe those things are eventually going to open up for you throughout a football game. And if you abandon it so early uh, because of because of how the game is going or because you're down, you'll 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 never you'll never find that rhythm. And you need your guys out there. Jermichael Jones wasn't out there. Damian Lewis wasn't out there. 32's not out there. Travis Homer wasn't out there. Very true. Guys that you are paying to be big in these moments. Now, no disrespect to the guys who are backing them up and coming in, but uh, there's a reason why I was a backup in the league, Turbo, (laughs) because I wasn't as good as Nate Burleson. Those are just the facts of this game. Um, So you, you have to take that into account. And do you think because... Shane is missing those pieces, it's harder for him to call the game that he wants to call. Yeah, it's probably a big part of it. Uh, but something I'd like to see, too, is Russ is so effective with his legs, right? And you never saw him pull the ball one time. I don't know if that's part of the game plan or not, but uh, I know when you know when we were there, that was a big part of it, right? You have little hand uh, – he has the option to give to Marshawn around the corner. He pulls and he runs around the corner. And, and having Russ 16 yards rushing – that's not him. I mean, he can be a Lamar type, right, where he's rushing for 60, 70, 80 yards, and just before you even know it, it just sneaks up on you like that. And we didn't really see any of that, that that dual threat that we're used to. Yeah, we're definitely not seeing the read zone anymore, you know, out of rest. And I know that throughout the course of his career, he's wanted to run less, keep his body healthy. Uh, obviously, he can do some really good things out of the pocket. But right now, he's not – showing that on a consistent basis, quite frankly, you know, throwing the ball accurately from the pocket and being able to hit his receivers on a consistent basis. And so, you know, you have to be able to mix things up and and, and, and utilize your full skill set, which is your ability uh, to make plays with your legs. Do we still think that's part of his full skill set? Is that a is that a – a focus on Russell's game at this point? Just turned 33 today. Not a focus. It's certainly not a focus, but I still believe that it's a part of his skill set, yes. Exactly. For sure not a focus, but when your team is struggling to run the ball, it should become – he should take that ownership and 100%. do it with his, with his own legs. 100%. Chris Carson, you talked about, like, you know, is it hard for Shane because you don't have all your – of course, it's going to be hard on any offensive coordinator when you don't have your quote-unquote starters, uh, but you do have guys who have ability – and, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, Alex Collins and some of those other backs in the backfield, they're different type of runners with different skill sets than Chris Carson. But what, what Chris Carson does bring you uh, is physicality and uh, being able to make, you know, something out of nothing on a more consistent basis. But, you know, when you don't have that, man, you got to use your, you know, you got to use your, your, your impact player, your number one player on offense, and that is your QB uh, who has who has been and has always been and, and, and likely still is uh, a, a dual threat. Gerald Everett, we saw him emerge the last couple of weeks there, um, Brian. Five catches, 37 yards. Talk about how important it is to get this dude going. Yeah, he, 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 can, he can make some plays with, the leg, with his legs after the catch as well. You saw him a couple screen, screen plays today and uh, uh, coming up big there in, in, in the end um, over the middle and one of the, uh, the last second drive. He, uh, he's just – kind of been the consistent um, tight end that they've been looking for for a while. Uh, made a great catch early in the game uh, across the, I think it was the left hash, but Russ snuck the, snuck the ball in there and he came away with it. So you just love to see him 
um, just being consistent. He's been a very consistent part of this offense throughout the struggles. Yeah, Jeremy. I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, real quick. No, he has. He's got a lot of versatility. You know, it was great to see him get more catches t- tonight and be a little bit more involved in the offense. And I think that number can even grow uh, with the more consistent uh, offense. Gerald Everett, one of the bright spots today. Say 12s, want the latest on the Seahawks? We have you covered with the Seahawks Insiders podcast hosted by Jim Mueller and John Boyle. They break down all the latest news and preview the next Seahawks opponent. Listen to all the latest episodes on Seahawks.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe to all Seahawks podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Music, and Stitcher. All right, lots more to do when we get back. We're here from players as they step up to the podium. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome to the Seahawks Post Game Show. Seahawks fall to the Washington football team, 17 to 15 in a thriller. If you were, I mean, me, Turbo, B. Walters, we watched the game together. We're hooting and hollering like most of y'all were doing that final drive. These guys just end up coming up short, but there is some positive in this whole deal. This defense. Gave them same a chance, but let me stop right there. We got Jordan Brooks stepping up to the podium. Jordan, can you take us inside the locker room? What's the feeling like right now? Disappointed. Just disappointed. What did Russell say to you guys afterwards? Just keep believing, you know, keep fighting. You know, that's all you can do. This game is over with. <clears throat> the other games that we lost are over with. And so you gotta have a short memory in this in this in this league, in this profession. Cause we got to get back to work tomorrow. You know, we got a Sunday game, and so it's gonna hurt right now. But we got to get back to work and, and figure out a way to win a football game. You guys were on the field for I think 41 minutes tonight. What did that feel like by the end of the game? Uh, you know, it's just football. For me, it's just football. You know, for however long that we out there, <clears throat> it's no excuse. We still got to do our part, and so. I'm going to start, you know, by looking at what I could have done better to help us win. And so that's where my mind's at. Did you have any cameras to affect on that game in and game out? I can't hear you. Is it a cumulative effect of being on the field for that long game in and game out by the fourth quarter? Do you, get, do you as a defense or yourself feel less effective or worn out as a better No. No. Um, I think we got a lot of guys on defense that can play. And so it doesn't matter how long we out there, we got to we gotta execute. You had the, uh, the tackle on the screen play during the last scrimmage. Can you take us through that one? Um, yeah, we knew. I think I think it may have been second down. Uh, you know, a lot of teams like to run screens on second and long. Um, we were kind of screaming it before the play, seeing it developing, and uh, did everything I could to get back there and make tackle. Some you talked a few weeks about, ago about wanting to get better at. Do you feel like you're starting to improve there and recognizing that and making that play? Yeah, for sure. Um, all it was was just me not being aware. Um, you know, we emphasized it in practice all week during meetings, and um, it's starting to show up in the game. Did you, you, I think you said at the time you were going to maybe give KJ Wright a call. Did you do that? I didn't get a chance to call KJ, but uh, we're in the future. What was the mentality of the defense? There's long stretch of the second half where it's a one-score game, and you guys got a bunch of third and short stops and the fourth down stop, obviously, in the red zone. Just, you guys just thinking you got to <laughs> keep making stops with offense get it back. Yeah. Um, I think coming into the game, we had maybe the most third and shorts in the league, top five at least. So that was our mentality, you know, 
stop him when we can. When we get third and short, you know, as a linebacker, that's, I love third and short. You know, it's a chance to just go shoot your gap and try to get a negative play going. And so that's where our mindset was. Anything else, guys? All right, that was Jordan Brooks, um, a bright spot on this defense, 14 tackles. This guy was everywhere. He described that screen that he sniffed out. Oh, never mind. We got, we're going back to the podium. We got Bobby Wagner. What's up? What you got for me? What's, what's the mood in the locker room like right now? Uh, <clears throat> it's frustrated. You know, we're frustrated. Obviously, this is not how we wanted things to go. Um, you know, we just got to figure out how to get some wins. I know you guys aren't going to throw anybody under the bus, but it, how demoralizing is it to have the offense go out five straight drives, go three and out from the second quarter to early fourth quarter, uh, especially when you guys are already trailing significantly in the time of possession gap? Uh, we wasn't really focused on that. We was focused on uh, defense going out and making sure we were doing our job. And so we wasn't really paying attention um, to what the offense was doing whenever we were out there. Uh, we try to put our best foot forward. What do you see from the guys to be confident they're going to keep fighting and they're not going to quit even though it's 3-8 and making the playoffs is hard at this point? I mean, um, you know, you see how we just battled um, all the way down to the wire. I mean, there's a lot of moments in this game where we could have gave up. And we kept kept fighting and we came up, uh, you know, we came close but came up short. So uh, I'm confident everybody's going to keep, keep uh, battling. Final margins, they always add up 17 points a game there in Canada, Arizona. But because you guys are in it towards the, the end, pretty much, does that contribute to the not getting up far? Um, I mean, obviously, we're playing to win. So it's not really, we're not just playing uh, just to be out there or just to, uh, you know, do whatever. We're trying to win the games and, and we're coming up short. So we just got to keep figuring out how to, uh, how to win the games. We are just talking to Jordan about the screens. It seems like that's something he's getting better at. How have you seen him improve? What, what do you recognize him? Yeah, like I said, a lot of times he's um, he's the guy that's over there um, on the screen. So I definitely feel like he's, um, you know, did a good job. I feel like for the most part we did better in recognizing the screens. We had some good tackles um, on the screens. There was one that, that got away from us. So we just got to keep working. You got a, a fingertip on Jamal's interception, is that right? Uh, yeah. Could you take us through that play? Um, I think they did like a play action, and then I saw um, the tight end 82 running up the sideline, and I saw his eyes getting open, so I turned my head around, and I tried to tip the ball, and I tipped it, and then I don't know what happened after that. I just saw Jamal got it. What's been the effect, Bobby, of being on the field so long? Do you feel anything from that? I mean, I do a good job of taking care of my body, so, um, you know, so, uh, you know, every game I prepare for however many plays that we got to be out there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, you can't keep doing. You can't keep having the defense stay on the field that long, so uh, we got to find a way to uh, get the ball in our hands, create some turnovers, uh, do whatever we can to help the offense out. Do you feel you and Wilson, the captains, need to guard against guys checking out because of the calendar and the record, or do you not sense that's going to be a challenge for you? I don't sense it's going to be a challenge. I think it's more so just uh, making sure we keep guys focused. And, um, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a hard season for sure, and so we just got to, you know, keep pushing and 
try to get some more wins before the season ends. What's left to play for in your mind right now? Uh, everything. We got like six games left. There's a lot that can happen in six games. And so I'm a positive person. And, you know, I'm not thinking about what the season end looks like. I'm always present in the moment. All right, that was Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. Both of these guys had 14 tackles. Bobby also had a pass defended. Um, there were some big plays on defense. It was made by them and Jamal Adams as well. We talked about this defense really hanging in there, even though they're on the field for a long time. You hear Bobby say, look, I take care of my body. And um, he's played every snap on defense this year. If Bobby's not out there, if Jordan Brooks ain't out there, who knows You know how quickly these games can get away. What are you seeing from these guys on that second level, B? I mean, when asked to defend, how, how many plays was it again? I know we have the number. 76. 76 plays, yeah. um, you know, more than almost three-quarters of the game, too, time of possession. I mean, that's a tough ask, and, and they performed. They, they, they stepped up, and all the, the third and shorts that they uh, got themselves off the field in the end of the game, uh, big play by Jamal there, uh, third and – or fourth and goal, sorry, getting the, the pass deflected, or, you know, we saw the, the replay, uh, the booth review of that. That was huge. Uh, the defense really, really showed their true colors today, and it was, it was impressive. And uh, I mean, like I said, 41 minutes and 17 points, pretty well done. Yeah, I heard Warren Sapp say one time that uh, really it's offense that wins you championships, and it's just defense that gives you a chance. You know, uh, opposite of what the real, what the, what the cliche is. Uh, but I say that to say that the defense, you know, really gave our team every chance. Uh, an opportunity to win this football game. Uh, took advantage of their kicker getting injured. They had to go for it on fourth down. And, you know, I mean, that's an extra down. You know, our defense has to line up and execute and find a way to make a play uh, to give our offense the football back. And they did it time and time again throughout this football game. And, yeah, you know, had a couple, had that one drive, like we mentioned earlier, with the pass interference on third down and then the, you know, we had the rep and the passer, but really, uh, you know, other than that, man, our defense played a, a, a pretty clean game uh, and with the bend and don't break mentality. So, uh, you know, love the way the defense has improved uh, throughout the season. And if they keep, if they continue to play like that, uh, we'll always have a chance to win uh, with six games left. Jamal Adams, another interception. And <laughs> that's been his knock, right? He got, he's not a cover type guy, but he's evolving as a football player as well, man. These guys have to find positives in where they are right now because I could imagine how tough it is in that locker room, man. It is tough. You have chances to win the game in every game in the fourth quarter, and you're just not able to pull it off. Want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks dancers perform up close or catch us live and in person? Then American Family Insurance Touchdown City at Lumen Field Event Center should be a part of your game day routine. Open three hours before kickoff, so bring the whole family and experience the excitement. All right, when we return, we're going to hear from more players as they step up to the podium. We're going to get analysis from these guys here. Seahawks fall to the Washington football team, 17 to 15. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. I'm Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin and Brian Walters. Right now, we're going to go to the podium. Jamal Adams is up. Jamal, how do you keep yourself in the locker room motivated from here? What are you playing for now? We got another opportunity. Uh, next week, uh, another opportunity at hand. Uh, I said it last week, uh, you know, we're pros. We, this is what we do. Um, no matter wins, lose, or draw, um, we, got, we, got, we got to put our helmet back on and we got to go back out there and fight. 
That's all we can do. Yeah, it's a lot of emotions, man. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, just frustrated. You know, uh, just trying to find that win. That's what it's about. How, what's the effect then of being on the field 40-plus minutes a game for the defense? Say it again. What has been the effect by the end of games of being on the field 40-plus minutes in a game over and over again? Well, it's just more opportunities for us, you know, uh, to get the ball back to the offense. Um, you know, when we're out there, we're just trying to create the, create turnovers and, um, you know, do our job and get off the field. Um, you know, uh, I don't I don't look at it like that. Interception, were you able to see the head digs had? I don't remember where you were. You yeah, um, you know, just tips and over those, got to get those. And, you know, we preached that and uh, digs and, and, and Bobby, you know, obviously he forced it over the top and digs broke on it, made a hell of a play. Um, and I came over and uh, made the pick. So, uh, but, you know, obviously you want the win to go with it. Another game giving up less than 20 points to an opponent and not finding a way to win. How frustrating is it that the offense hasn't been able to consistently put points up to support you guys? Well, you know, uh, we can focus on us as far as uh, the defense. You know, I don't talk about the offense. Um, those guys are going to, you know, figure it out, and uh, they're, they're going to, you know, make strides in, in a positive way. Um, I'm not doubting them, um, not one bit. Um, so all we can do as a defense is go out there and control what we can control. Um, you know, obviously giving up that last touchdown, um, you know, where they punched it in, uh, you know, we could have did a better job as a defense, um, you know, whether that was disguising or whether that was being in the right place at the right time. Um, but they, they had a hell of a call uh, for what we were in um, and they made that play. So, um, you know, obviously we got to do our job as, keep, as far as keeping them out the end zone. In, the, in a big session, how can you explain a team with this much talent being three and eight? Really can't, you know what I mean? It's uh, obviously it's not something that we we seen uh, coming, and um, obviously it's here. Um, so now it's uh, you know we got to figure it out. You know, you know you got to you got to continue to work, continue to grind, um, continue to understand your purpose, uh, why you do this. Um, you know, day in day out, it doesn't just start. You know, you can't just roll your helmet out here, man. It's, this is the NFL. You know, it starts in practice. It starts with your preparation outside of the building. Um, you know, whatever it is, every individual on that on this football team um, has to play at a high caliber. And, and you know, we know that, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, the ball just hasn't went, went hasn't gone our way. Um, it's obviously frustrating. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, like I say, we you know, we got we got a couple more opportunities um, to, you know, switch this thing into a positive manner. The players who spoke up in the locker room afterwards, what did they say? What was the message? Uh, I came in a little late. Um, I, 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 I was in some tears. You know, I was frustrated, uh, but, you know, uh, I missed it. Um, but I know it was positive. Um, just everybody, just, you know, just keep fighting. You know, that's all you can do. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, like I said, it's very, very frustrating. Everybody's pissed off. Um, but at the end of the day, no one cares. No one cares. So you got to you got to figure it out as a team, and uh, you got to move forward. That level of emotion from you is that different? Has it reached a point now where that's? No, I just hate losing. Yeah, I just hate losing, and you know, it's to to go out like that. That was a tough loss, um, obviously, and um, you know, we, we you know we just got to move forward, man. How do you balance that emotions and wanting to win? 
and then not succeeding, and then trying to get back, like you say, trying to move forward and get some results? Well, you got to go back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta put your working, your working cap back on, and um, you got to work a little bit harder. You know what I mean? You got to execute. You got to execute better um, in, in certain situations. Um, you know, that's all you, that's, all, that's all you really can do, man. You know, it's obviously, it's frustrating. Um, no one likes to lose. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we put ourselves behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? And now it's about trying to get, it out, get out of the eight, you know, out of that, that negative way. Anything else? Thank you. It's got to be hard for Jamal coming over from the Jets. You're 12 and four. His first year, he's making a, a immediate impact in a way that we haven't seen a DP do it. And then your second year, you follow it up and you're struggling. So if there's anybody these guys could kind of lean on when it comes to how to be a professional when you've taken a lot of L's, it's Jamal coming from that Jets organization, man. Um, the one thing I appreciate about about Jamal is that he always steps up to the podium mm-hmm. and he doesn't duck it. He steps in front of it and answers the questions. Um, when you have a guy on your team that's a leader who's getting paid a lot of money, who does that, um, it has to make you feel like the leadership is okay. It's still intact even though these guys are 3-8. and eight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on the person. I, I don't know if stepping up to the media, you know, affects a, a teammate positively or, or, or negatively, but certainly having the leadership – of a guy who's going to show up and go hard every day and lead by example uh, by the way he practices. And you and you heard him mention in his interview, uh, even away from the facility, off the field, uh, you know, how he conducts himself uh, the right way and things like that. That's leadership, and that's, you know, something that you can, uh, uh, you know, follow behind, especially as a, as a young player growing up in this league and, uh, and learning how to deal with adversity. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned it, Bump stepping up to the podium uh, during a, you know, a, a tough time like 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 we're in right now. But guys like Bobby still, you know, answering the tough questions, even Coach Carroll. I mean, for that matter, going up there, stepping up there and and uh, answering the tough questions and handling the media uh, in a professional manner the way it should be done. Something something you respect from all these guys getting up there um, like Bobby and Jamal is. They're not putting any blame on the offense whatsoever. They're, they're taking ownership themselves. You know, they're saying, you know, we need to create more turnovers. We need to find a way to get ourselves off the field. And they're, they're not putting it on the offense. I mean, it's easy for us to say, oh, the offense is struggling. You know, you guys are on the field too long. But th- they haven't used any excuses at all in that regard. And they're still putting it on their, on their backs. All right, let's go back to the podium. Gerald Everett is stepping up. I mean, we had a lot of things that didn't go our way tonight. You know, it's countless errors from putting the ball on the ground, something we harp on daily, uh, flags, and along with Washington being a good football team. So, I mean, NFL, everybody's talented, and that's what happens, especially when you come to their place and calls don't go your way. And we weren't executing as much as we should, in my opinion, and all of our opinions. So, you know, we lose tonight. What calls do you feel like didn't go your way? <sighs> well... Thinking back on it, I definitely think the roughing the passer was kind of unneeded. I mean, the ball, as soon as the ball came out of his hands, he got hit. And Rasheem, he knows that. But, I mean, you're playing fast and physical, especially on this defense. is something that they harp on daily. So, I mean, you can't really pick hairs about if you hit him or if you don't hit him. I mean, we're all trying to make a play out there. So that's just how it went. 
you're not used to losing, dating back to your time with the Rams. This franchise is not used to doing this. Right. Being 3-8, and eight, first time since, I believe, 2009. Uh, how, how difficult is it to try to stay motivated? What's the key to, to staying motivated here down the stretch? Well, just knowing what we have, the team that we have, the coaches that we have, and the culture that we've established that's been established since, like you said, since 2009. And just trying to get back to playing championship football, knowing that the game can go either, either swing of ways and all it takes is one play. We came out fast and executing at a high level in the first half, but just didn't translate to the second half. Who spoke up afterwards in the locker room and what was the message? Pete, when a game like this happens, I mean, it's not really much to say leave it all out there on the field, and it comes down to the wire like this. I honestly thought it was going to go to overtime, but come down to a kick or a field goal or something. But, you know, fourth down is all or nothing. So, I mean, that's all you can really ask for, especially in this business. That's you play, play something you guys have repped a ton this year? For sure, for sure. I mean, we practice all scenarios, anything that can happen in the game, even the onside kick, which is another call that I feel like, <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> things just didn't go our way tonight. From the second half, at least. Have you got a chance to see the replay of the two point? So you have you got a chance to see the replay of the two point and see what happened? Nah, I didn't even watch it. I watch it on the plane, you know, when they give us the game on the iPads, but it's definitely just something that we gotta go back and just keep working at. I mean, we're not gonna give up. We're never gonna give up until the last game and then we're just gonna keep pushing for the playoffs. What do you think it's gonna take for us to, to pull out of his recent struggles? Just stay at it. Just to add it, with anything that you do for work, I mean, you're going to have some trials and tribulations. I mean, even you guys, you know, nothing goes perfect. So the same goes for the game of football. And you got guys coming from every every direction and every angle. I mean, anybody can sit back and say, I would have did this or would have did that after the game. But, you know, Russ is an elite quarterback and even better person. So I'm going to stick with him through thick and thin. Why aren't you guys converting more on third down? Hard to say. Hard to say. I mean, the defense game plans for us. And, you know, we have tendencies that we try to avoid, and they study us week in and week out. So it's definitely something that we're just going to have to take a look at and reevaluate. Are you throwing new stuff at you, it feels like, each week? Defenses? Or? Yeah, yeah, defenses. That's only so much you can do in a game of football from a coverage standpoint. But up front, the, you know, stunts and the D-line, they're going to come fast and try to get the rest. We've struggled in protection, and the whole league knows that. So I think that's something that we're going to have to put emphasis on even more. The third down plays tonight that you didn't convert, were the opportunities there? Do you feel like guys were open? The, the, the plays were there? It's hit or miss. You got a guy who has been doing this for a decade. I mean, he miss, may miss one or two throws coming back from injury, but anybody can say, you know, we would have did this or would have did that had he been healthy or, you know, had the game unfolded differently or if we would have won. You know, no one would be talking about third downs right now. Anything else, Ed? Thank you. All right, that was Gerald Everett, five catches, 37 yards, and one touchdown. Voting for the 2022 Pro Bowl is now open, which means it's time for you to vote for your favorite Seahawks player to represent both the 12s and the NFC at this year's game in Las Vegas. To cast your ballot, text Seahawks to 655-635. That's Seahawks to 635-635. When we return, we'll hear from Russell Wilson as he steps up to the podium. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Three receivers right side, 22. Russ looks, pump fake. Now he's going to let it fly. He's got a man swing. Touchdown, Seahawks, right down the middle of the field. And you 
can hear the Seahawks fans in the stands. Russell Wilson throws a dart. Swain right down the middle. What a 33rd birthday for Russell Wilson. A 32-yard touchdown strike. And now the Seahawks have to convert two to tie it up. Nothing, nothing is out of reach for number three. Big play from Russell Wilson to Freddie Swain there. 32-yard touchdown, giving them a chance to tie that ball game up. Right now, let's go down to the locker room with Jim Miller. She's standing by with Freddie Swain. Freddie, let's start with a touchdown catch. That was a pretty impressive throw by Russ. What was happening on that play? Uh, I just seemed too high, and I took the middle, and uh, Russ did a good job of stepping up in the pocket and, and keeping the play alive and hit me down the middle. How close was he on that two-point conversion that also came your way? Real, real close. Uh, if that safety wouldn't have pushed over, I think it was a safety. If he wouldn't have pushed over at the time he did, would have still been, would have probably been still been playing. I don't know if you've had a chance to see any of the highlights or the replays of that one. Is there something else that you that you think you could have done, just kind of in how that played out? Uh, I don't think so. Russ kind of flushed the pocket, and I was kind of too far already on that side of where he was at, and all he had to do was just push over, and uh, it was a good play by him. The best offensive drives of the game came in the first quarter and then in the fourth quarter. What was going on in that third quarter where there was four consecutive three and outs? Uh, I think we just got to get uh, get on the same page. Uh, everybody got to just execute and, and we just come out and play our game and believe in each other. And I think we'll be all right. It feels like by this point in the season, all of that should have been happening. Why isn't it? Uh, I think we do a good job of it. I think it's just... When it comes down to executing, we, we, we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot as a, as a unit and as an offense. And I think we just have to clean it up and be better as, a, as an offensive unit. I know that coming into this game, the, the mantra was 7-0, and right? Just win seven straight. What did Pete say after? Not 6-0. Uh, but you got to win on out from here. Take it uh, game by game. Not really focused on the future. Just win game by game. The next opponent is who we play and who we'll get ready for. Couple more questions for you. How about the touchdown catch of Gerald Everett? That's another one where right. Russ makes a pretty impressive throw and grabbing the end zone. Right. Um, Gerald does a good job. He busts his tail every day in practice. Uh, he's a good guy. He communicates a lot uh, in the huddle, and uh, just good to see him have success. And lastly, Rasheem Green. <laughs> the hands, the speed. Like, what impressed you most on that play? Uh, I think it was a, a little bit of everything. Uh, he actually took it kind of far without getting caught, so uh, I was probably impressed with that. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good one. It was certainly one of the highlights. Michael Bumpus will get that back to you. Thank you, Jen. That was Freddie Swain. Let's go right back to the podium where Russell Wilson is speaking. Let's go to Rob. It's just disappointing. You know, we, we have a good football team. We have a lot of great players and um, a lot of amazing effort every day, you know, and uh, – you know, we've given we give our all every day. I think um, from a player standpoint, I mean, we just day in and day out, uh, we work our butts off, um, offensive side, defensive side, special teams, um, and we're, we're in a storm, you know. And uh, you know, I, I believe that we have to keep going. And uh, the only way to get to the other side is just believing that the water's going to calm down a little bit, and uh, we'll be able to get through it. I think that. Um, the season's been a tough journey so far, you know, just in general. Just, you know, we've had some crazy tough games and battled, 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 and, um, you know, and uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, that the last few minutes of the game shows that uh, we have the right character of guys, you know, and just that's what's special about this team. 
you know, just to believe that something great's going to happen. We were down by eight. Uh, goes to fourth down. Um, you know, Jamal makes an amazing play. I mean, just an amazing play just to give us a chance to go back out there again, have the ball on the three-yard line. Uh, to be able to go all the way down the field and to believe and nobody doubt and just um, to have the courage to be able to do it and to be able to step up when we needed to. And just we kept battling that drive, finding a way to make plays. And um, Freddie did an amazing job, kind of pumped, pumped away, kind of stepped up in the pocket and bang, hit him down the middle for a touchdown, down by two and just going for the two-point conversion. And, um, and uh, <clears throat> you know, and uh, kind of double DK, kind of, Kind of doubled Tyler for a second. Freddie popped over for a second. I tried to zoom in there, and the guy made a good play, you know. And so I think it's just the um, this journey, this season's been challenging. It's been tough, um, but at the same time, there's there's uh, there's 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 more there's more football left. And um, I know for me personally, I'm going to give everything I have, like I always do, every day, every play, to the very end, of the last play of the game, just like tonight, and just to just because I, I don't know any other way, you know. Uh, and I think the, these guys in this locker room don't know any other way as well. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, amazing courage in that locker room, a lot of amazing belief, um, you know, and uh, I know I believe in, 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 in myself. I know I believe in those guys in the locker room. I know we believe in each other. And, uh, <clears throat> and so it's, there's, there's going to be some challenges and stuff, you know, you know, people this and that talking and this and that. But I think uh, what we know is, is that we're together and we want to do everything we can to just – to, to, to play the next game, you know, great. And that's what we got to do. You know, we got to step up to the challenge. And um, as crazy as it may seem, as tough as it is, uh, that's our, our obligation to do that. You know, it's, our, it's, a, it's a gift to be able to play this game every day. So, um, you, know, you know, I haven't been in a situation before like this, but what I do know is um, I, I know there's only one way to respond. And that's with your head up, uh, with your mind right, uh, with great language. That's with, that's with, uh, you know, um, you know, perspective that, you know, everything in life isn't always easy. Um, and even in your careers and whatever it may be in, in sports, but I do know that uh, we will be better. I do know that we'll continue to work to be better every day. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that I know uh, what we're about and what these guys are in this locker room are about and what we'll do and uh, how we'll go about it. And so it was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good football team. They've been playing great the past, uh, the Washington uh, football team, they've been playing really good football the past few games. And, and uh, I mean, we, we, we had a good first half. We didn't have that many plays. We had a good first half. And then second half, we didn't do, as, do what we needed to do. Um, and, um, you know, I could have been better there. And then we had a chance. And like I said, we, we took it all the way down to no time clock. We even got the onside kick, you know, um, just, so it's, uh, you know, unfortunately it didn't work but in that situation, but um, that's how much we believe. Your, your eyes right now portray more emotion than most times after games. Why is that? Um, because I love this game. You know, I, I, I love this game. I love this team. Um, you know, I love, I love winning and I love the process of doing all the hard work. And like I always tell you guys, I love the process more than the end result. Um, and when you put, put everything in every hour, every second, every day, and doesn't end the way you want it to. It's always tough. Um, but what, like I always told you guys before, um, there's harder things in life. You know, there's, 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 there's tougher things people are going through. And what I do know is that this is a gift. And uh, what I do know is, is that uh, we will respond the right way. And uh, we'll come back to work tomorrow. 
and be better and give everything we have. That's all we know. And that's, um, and, uh, so that's, 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 uh, even though it's disappointing, that's what I'm looking forward to is because, you know, like I said, it's, uh, when the sun comes up in the morning, we got to start all over again. You converted a couple third downs on that last drive, but for the most part, that was, again, an issue tonight. What, what was not working on third down? Well, we had, we had a, um, we had a, like I said, we had a good first half for the most part. Um, the half went by pretty quickly. Um, you know, we had some really amazing plays, and Tyler had a deep one that was amazing. We had the, the third and one that we went for, and uh, then we got a big play by Tyler, too, as well. Um, you know, and, and uh, we, we tried to run it a couple times on, on third, and we, got, we, we didn't get it, unfortunately. Uh, they made a couple good plays. And then the second half, I just, I could have been a little cleaner. I, I missed Gerald on one that I, sh I should have had. You know, just threw a little too far inside. Um, you know, you know, so that, that that was tough. And then, but then at the end of the game, we were able to convert them when we needed to and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think that's an important thing because you know our defense did a great job, and that you know throughout the game, really, um, especially at the end of the game in particular, just to be able to keep battling. And those third downs give us a little bit of air. You know, give us a little bit of uh, you know uh, you know uh, opportunity. Thought we had the big third down conversion for the touchdown to Gerald on the, um, you know, at the beginning, you know, first second quarter. I forget what quarter. It was second, first second quarter. Uh, yeah, first end of the first quarter. Um, I think believe it was, and um, that was a great catch by him. And just trying to, zo I zoomed it in there. He made an unbelievable catch. Got guy was all over him, and uh, you know, so there was some good stuff. There was some bad stuff. There was some in between stuff, and there was some stuff that was really amazing too. Um, and so. I think the biggest thing is is just being able to um, be able to make the stuff that's not that great right now make it make it a little bit better, you know, and just stay focused on that task. Um, and it starts with me. For so long, you guys have won a lot of yeah. close games, late in games. How tough has it been this year that almost all these one-score games have gone the other way? Yeah, you know, I think that you know over the years we've been able to win the the, the closest closest games, and you know, I think was it last year, or two years ago, and I think it's two maybe two years ago we had some crazy. Crazy games. I think it was two years ago. I think yeah, it was two years because I remember there was crowds and stuff. Um, we had some crazy games. We won the seven, eight close games or whatever it was in the last last drive or whatever. Um, tonight we felt like the same way, you know. And um, you know that's what that's what this game's about when you're playing good football teams. And we've had some tough games in the past few games, you know, and great football teams. And when I mean, you're playing really great teams, you, you know, and, and we're battling too, to, you know, to be that as well. It's um, those little moments, just you know. The, they, they either go your way or don't. Um, and so I think all, all over the, all the years, we've been able to capitalize on those moments. I, you know, obviously tonight we did in, a, in, a, in a, an amazing fashion. It just didn't work the last little two-point conversion. But um, I think once again, you know, when we think about who we are in the locker room and just uh, the character of guys, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a joy to, to, to know uh, that you have guys that are so – Dedicated to the, to what we're going to do and how we're going to go about our business, and that's the only way. Does DK need to get more involved? Do you need to, do you need to get him more involved? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we need to get DK the football. You know, we, we actually called several plays for him. Um, you know, he, he had actually a sweet deep cross that he was going to be wide open, maybe for a touchdown. I had to move. That's the one I threw to AC um, down the left sideline. Um, that was unfortunate because that was after the big play to Tyler, and then here comes DK on a big play. Hopefully. That was a uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's the same one. But um, that was going to be a cool play. And then um, we called some other stuff, and then they doubled them on those. On the, we called two plays in a row for them. They doubled them on those. Um, you know, I think it was in the third quarter. Yeah, third quarter. Um, 
had some other things, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, he's he's one of the best football players in the world. You know, we got to get him the football. Got to find ways to do it. Got to move him around some more, maybe. And um, so, you know, we're gonna study it and, and see what we can do. Um, you know, and uh, he made the clutch. He made the clutch second or third down. I forget what it was on the on the left sideline. Um, you know, big play. That was that was huge because that uh, gave us another chance to keep going. Um, you know, so if anybody loves him, I love him. You know, and we know that he he's, he's a big factor for us. And you know, we got to be able to utilize him as much as possible. You know, so uh, we're gonna look at that and, and see where we can get better there. The season as a whole, it just seems like week in week out, you guys have been dealing with prolonged stretches where you've had a lot of three and outs. It hasn't just been third down. You know, early downs have been a struggle. But what do you attribute to that being an issue for the entire season? Yeah, you know, um, I think we have to continue to study that. I mean, I think the biggest thing, though, is is that, um, we, like I said, we had some really spectacular plays on first and second down. And, you know, like I said, the play to Tyler and, and all those and some other ones. Um, you know, I just think we got to play a little cleaner, you know. Uh, you know, and I think the, the best thing we can do, uh, you know, the pass is already the pass. Is already the pass. That's, just, that's what it is. You know, so the best thing you can do is, is to, is to learn as much as you can, um, but also know that we have what it takes, you know, to be better. We have what it takes to, 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 um, to be to be great, in my opinion. And um, you know, so it's uh, it's gonna be it's 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 challenging. You know, it's challenging right now. It's challenging right now. You know, but at the same time, I I know, like I said earlier, I know I know what we're capable of, and what we're capable of has to show up. You know, and we have to make that happen. So. Um, you know, we're gonna. Like I said, I I don't know any other way. You know, and you know, I'm not gonna be. I'm not one of those guys to be down and out and not not believe and to give up and to give up and give in. You know, it's just uh, I'm gonna keep working my butt off every day. This team is too, and um, that's what we're gonna make sure of. When you don't make the throws, you miss Everett a couple times open. It's easy to say, oh, it's the finger, or he was not out of month. Or do you feel like there's any reason for you not making throws you have made for him? Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, today I, I missed a couple. I mean, there's one that, that I threw really high because I was, was getting knocked back a little bit. I threw it high. But, you know, earlier on, I, I think that just, just just adjust my eyes a little bit, you know. It, it wasn't it wasn't like that was uh, didn't feel confident with it, you know. So, I, once again, I have to go watch the film, see, see if there's anything there, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, I... I guess you know you're battling. You know you're battling. You know every day. You know just to, just to uh, for us to find ways to make plays and do what we need to do. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've been practicing my butt off every day. We've been practicing great. You know, so, and um, you know, I, I know that uh, sometimes you shoot it and it doesn't go in. You know, so I'm gonna keep shooting. How does your finger feel? I feel good. I feel really good. I feel, you know, my my. Uh, I, I, w I wish we were winning right now. You know, we've had some three tough games in a row, but. Um, you know, so that's really that's really, my, my finger is not the issue. You know, I think you just we got to figure out how to be better. Joe never told us the whole league knows you have passed the They come at you from all angles because of it. How much of a challenge does that make what you're trying to do with that? Um, you know, I, I think it's really about uh, just us being better. You know, I and like I said, I. You know, I'm not, I'm not. I don't really know how to, uh, you know, address that necessarily. Can, can you ask your question again, just so I clearly understand what you're saying? You know, Everett in here about five minutes ago yeah. said you were getting 
why you were missing throws. He said, well, you're getting hit from every direction and every angle from everybody because the whole league knows that Seattle has pass protection issues. And my question is, how does that make your job that much more difficult? It's not the O-line's fault. It's not the O-line's fault. It's, you know, I can be better. So that's what we'll do, you know. Like I said, if anybody believes, I believe, you know. And I, uh, you know, for 10 years we've believed, and it's been tough, and it's been challenging, and all that. I know that we haven't faced this moment, but uh, the moment will pass, and we'll come through on the other end of it. And that's what I believe. And uh, you know, like I said, I I love this game. Give give every second, every day to it. Uh, give all your energy, you know, all your all your mind, all your all your spirit to it. I thank God every day that I get to do this. Um, it's a blessing for sure. Um, and, uh, and like I said to you guys before, consider it pure joy and go through trials and tribulations because of testing my faith that builds perseverance. I'm going to persevere. This team's going to persevere. That's what we're going to do. And uh, that's all we can really do. You know, it's, it's, about, it's about getting back out there and going back to work and uh, you know, doing what we love to do. When you spoke up to the team afterwards, what was your message? Well, you know, it's internal in there. But just um, what I was to, what I to sum it up basically was just kind of what I said a little bit earlier. But just the fact that we didn't give up and didn't give in. It just you know uh, from the like like I said the last defensive play Jamal's play. I mean what a remarkable play. You know just what a remarkable play by him. And then for us to be on the three yard line and go all the way. I just thank the guys just for. You know, to continue to believe. You know, it's, it, it means the world, uh, not only to me but this team. And you know, and, uh, you know, if if, if, if we, uh, if you can't believe with that, you know, how we did that and how we came back down the, all the way down the field. You know, that's what that's what we're about. You know, that's the heart of this team. And um, there's there's some tough stuff, but like I said, we'll get through. Thank you, Russ. Anything else? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Go Hawks. All right, that was Russell Wilson, 20 of 31, 247, and two touchdowns. Our quarterback review was brought to you by Verizon, the official 5G network of the NFL and built right for the Seahawks. Seattle can scream, stream, and share every play in 5G quality. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seahawks radio network. Seattle's Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. Conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, when we return, we'll get some reaction from the guys from Russell Wilson. We'll also hear from Rasheem Green. That is next. Seahawks fall to the Washington football team, 17-15. to 15. Sly on for the PAT, and it gets blocked, and it's picked up by Rasheem Green. And he's a rumbling down the sidelines. He's across midfield. He could go and pick up a couple of points for the Seahawks. He's got blockers in front. Rasheem Green all the <laughs> way to the other end zone, 75 yards. They threw a flag on you earlier, young man, but you make the highlight film with that one, the block, and he takes it the other way. Does Rasheem Green for two points. We've got a tie ball game, nine to nine. Our call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Let's hear from Rasheem Green. He's standing by with Jim Mueller. Defensively today, why did it look like there was more just aggression in general? Aggression... For us, yeah, it just looked like that. you guys had a little extra something out there. Um, yeah, I feel like the guys we like really just made a big focus this week, just to play hard and and to have fun at the same time. And I felt like guys really brought that out there today. We didn't get the the win, but you know, I feel like man, the guys you know just played hard out there. 
So there was a couple of plays that you were involved in. They were almost back to back. The roughing the passer call, what else could you have done when he released the ball as you were getting there? Um, I probably could have laid to the side and I mean, um, I mean, it's kind of hard just to, I'm like rushing running full speed and I'm like trying to get the hit, but at the same time I got to like lay him down nicely. I mean, uh, I was just a, I think bad mistake of mine. I could have, you just gave him a shove or just not really like laid on him. So I think me, me laying on him, like even though I laid on him soft, that, uh, that's why I got the call. That for bringing help with the, uh, the, the team. Even then, I would say it's awfully hard to stop that forward momentum once you started that play. But a couple plays later, you turn in an entirely different kind of highlight. How did that block and that run back start? Uh, the, the call started by, you know, uh, I said this earlier in this other interview, uh, you know, with Big Allen pulling and getting penetration, that really helped me like uh, well, well, with, with them getting penetration, that helped me come free and that like just really. So without the guys to the left and right, that you know play wouldn't have happened. I just got the block and I seen the ball just like, you know, like it happened fast, but um, the ball just seemed like it was just floating. You know, I just grabbed it and just started running. I just you know just try not to get uh, be tackled like I did last time. When you got the ball, how far did you think you were going to go? In my head, got the ball. I'm going for six, going for two. I'm going to the end zone. Okay, but at what point did you realize the end zone was yours? Because you, you had some guys there that were going to try to take you down. Uh, the moment I like, really like, saw that this was it was when I got to like the 40, 30 yard line. I looked left, I saw my teammates next to me, and I see like a guy for the other team around me, I saw, yes, yeah, you know, it's clear. So Alton Robinson said the first thing he said to you when you got back to the bench was, I know you're tired. Is that true? Uh, I didn't feel tired until like, we got to the locker room at halftime. It was like a little warm in there. I couldn't cool down. I said, damn, it's, you know, it's starting to hit me. I don't know for how these DBs be running all day. Now, you told me earlier in the year mm-hmm. that you hate playing offense. You had a chance to do it when you were a kid. No. You hate the only thing you want to do is flatten guys. Is that still the case after you make that play? I think I may have said I don't like playing O-line. That's well, what you I don't played like. tight end before, too. You weren't I real thrilled with that. I played tight end, but uh, I was more of a blocking tight end for my uh, friend high school, my senior year, but... You know, it's not the same. I mean, like, it's cool blocking and getting pancakes, but it's just nothing the same as getting sacks, you know, you beating the guy or scoring a touchdown. You know, that's like a whole different, you know, thrill. So it sounds like what you're saying is if the ball is in your hands, you're all for it. Yes. (laughs) Or somebody got the ball, I'm trying to take it. You know, it's all about the ball. There you go. Michael Bumpus, I'm going to call that his mic drop moment. We're just going to leave that as a message for the coaches. You saw what he did today. We'll see if he gets another chance. Give Rasheem the ball. First, I want to point out and say that roughing the passer penalty. What what are we doing? What are we doing with this game? Like, how do you expect a man of his size, his stature, his weight to tackle a guy, not even tackle him, hit him, and try not to follow him. He even laid softly on him. He said, I got to lay him down. He laid softly on him. Um, it's tough to be a pass rusher in the NFL these days, man. It's tough to be a defender. Yeah. I'm going to just be real as an offensive player, you know. I mean, it's tough to be a defender. I mean, that call on Machine Green was bogus. Bang, bang. 
Ball's out, quarterback gets hit. Just so happens that the momentum had both of them falling to the ground. It wasn't like he forced both of them to to fall to the ground. You know what I mean? Like it was like a natural, it was a natural movement. Bogus call, man. You know, and and uh, listen, I tweeted out that the ball hasn't bounced our way all season. We seemingly been unlucky, and that's what I mean. You know, it's just the the, the balls not we're not getting the calls. You know, our way we get the onside kick. We we recover an onside kick. I mean, I wonder what the percentages is, are, are on that around the league. We get one, especially with the rule changes, right? You can't overload one side anymore on the onside kick. Makes it even that much harder to recover an onside. We get one, and then we get penalized for, for, for not lining up correctly, you know. Just hasn't bounced our way all, all season long. And, you know, of course, our execution hasn't been great offensively, and we've improved, you know, on defense, and, you know, guys are holding themselves accountable uh, for the lack of execution offensively you know Russ talked about it's on me with the inaccuracies and Pete in his presser talked about how it starts with him you know as pertains um you know to the team but yeah man hard to be a defender uh in this league right now on a positive note Rasheem Green did something I don't think I've seen like I've seen guys attempt it block a PAT block a field goal and try to take it to the house um he actually did it I was kind of impressed with him Man, get the man some oxygen there after that, right? He's not used to running that far. But uh, it, it was fun to see the special teams today, I thought. You know, other than the little technicality of the onside kick, it was executed nicely. Um, you know, you'd like to have him know the rule when he's in there, I guess. But uh, other than that, the special teams, I thought, stood out to me. Uh, the, the block kick, you know, anytime special teams can score, uh, that's a positive. You're, you're, um, and then uh, punts, I mean, uh, that's always he's always someone you can rely on all the time. You know, down him inside the ten a few times there, and and special teams really came to play today. Yeah, you know, DJ almost broke one. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the fourth quarter on the kickoff return. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, special teams played well today. Special teams was special. When we return, we will preview next week's next week's opponent, the 49ers. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. I'm Michael Bumpus with Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. Seahawks lose to the Washington football team, 17-15. to 15. But it's time to move on because that's what you do. This is the NFL week by week. You must prepare for your next opponent. So we're going to give you a nice little preview of the San Francisco 49ers. They have won three in a row, four of their last five. But here's a break for the Seahawks. Debo Samuel, the leading receiver, 1,000 yards already for this young man. He is out one to two weeks with it looks like a growing injury. We know what he brings to the table. They put him in the backfield. They use him as a running back. You got Jimmy G over there, 2,300 yards, 13 touchdowns. This is a team that have kind of climbed their way out of the dungeon. They start the season at four, excuse me, two and four, and have really bounced back. We know this division is tough. San Fran has been a rival over the past five to eight years. What should we expect out of these guys, Turbo? Yeah, I mean, the 49ers, despite a lot of their injuries and some of the uh, things that they've gone through uh, this season, uh, they've kept their identity, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, what, what Kyle Shanahan likes to do uh, as it pertains to the running game uh, and then using Jimmy Garoppolo in the, in the play-action pass and allowing him to uh, find his rhythm in that way. But Elijah Mitchell has been great for them, uh, the young guy in their backfield, uh, being able to lead the charge in their run game, so they're still able to impose their will uh, on on defenses that they're playing against uh, and, and get a run game uh, established and get that physicality established 
and, and that's their identity, you know. And, and so they've been able to sustain that. And, uh, you know, it's amounted to them, you know, winning three straight, you know. And you mentioned Debo, obviously impact player for them. I think they've actually moved him to running back because I don't think he got any targets last week. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he got any targets in the passing game in that last game. He's a very dynamic football player, can do a lot of things. So, you know, him being out is, is going to help us. And I think Fred Warner is out too. Uh, their middle linebacker, their starting middle linebacker is dealing with a, with a hamstring or something like that. Uh, so that's advantage uh, Seahawks. But, uh, you know, don't let that fool you. That these This team yeah. has overcome, you know, these types of things all season long. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Debo had four targets, one reception, but he ran the ball six times for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. So they're lining him up in the backfield. Don't have to deal with him next week. What are you seeing, B? I mean, Eli Mitchell has been everything for the Niners. He's really stepped up in that role. What do you have, 185 yards this last week? And uh, he does it all. He catches out of the backfield. He's running hard. And he's the guy that the Seahawks really need to put the clamps on to uh, um, come out on top. I mean, the Niners, always fun to have them come to Seattle, right? We played in a lot of those games, and, and they're the best. Uh, and they're a team that the Seahawks have beaten already this year, which has got to be something for the Hawks going into this with a lot of confidence. Yeah, and let's not forget about their defense. I mean, even when they were you know under 500, uh, they were still in the top five in overall defense. Now, I'm not sure where they're ranked as of right now, uh, but their defense, despite their injuries, is still getting it done. Led by Nick Bosa, 11 sacks this year. Ooh. Baller, baller. Today's final score, Washington 17, Seahawks 15. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Studio coordinators Matt Nelson and DJ Wilder, executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network, Nasa Choby. The Seahawks are back at Lumen Field next week to take on Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. Pre-game coverage begins at 11 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hawk Talk, but if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Paul Moore, Brian Walters, and Robert Turbin, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks fall to the Washington football team 17-15. to We'll talk to you guys next week. Welcome to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with Brian Walters and Robert Turbin, and we're still hanging out in downtown Seattle, baby. Yes, sir. Still breaking this loss down. And let's talk about it a little bit. It was a tough one, man. This defense kept this offense in the game. The second half, the offenses could not get drives going. Horrible on third down, 4-12 and 12 on third downs. But at the end of the game, fourth and goal, backed up on their own three-yard line, this defense makes a play and gives the football to Russell Wilson. Now, if you are a Hawk fan, if you've been around for the past few years, Russell got the ball with time left on the clock. Man, chances of them winning this game are high. What Russell does, he takes them on a 97-yard drive. He finds Freddie Swain in the middle of the field against a cover two look right down the gut. Boom, hits him there. They have to make a two-point conversion to tie this ball game. They don't do it, but they recover an onside kick. But, kids, you must pay attention to details. They were lined up illegally, had mm. to kick the onside kick again, did not recover it. It's already tough enough to recover one onside kick. When they lined up to do it again, I'm just like, man, this is going to be extremely tough. But in the moral of the story is offense continue to struggle, defense Struggles to get off the field, but when they absolutely need it, these guys make some plays, Turbo. Yeah, and it was just a lack of execution. You know, really, you talked about the onside kick. That's a lack of execution, not knowing where you're supposed to be aligned. And then, you know, although uh, defense gave up quite a bit of yards, they were on the field for a long time, uh, and they held their own. And uh, they gave us an opportunity to win. But offensively, 
uh, we just weren't sharp. We, we, we just, uh, once again, you know, just, just lack of execution. And uh, for whatever reason, we can't find our continuity uh, with one another. It just doesn't exist. You know, we, uh, we just, our chemistry, quite frankly, uh, just isn't there. You know, we struggled on third down and again, you know, staying on the field. And uh, I've always kind of, I've alluded to personally, uh, you know, we've talked about this identity thing, but I've alluded to like, you know, having favorites, you know, things that you like to do that you know you're going to be able to execute on third downs. And even with the two-point conversion, I felt like, yo, is that a two-point conversion play? That is that when you really need two points, was is that really the play that you felt like out of all the plays in your playbook, that's the two-point play that you're going to go to, that you're, that you're going to say, man, hey, nine times out of ten, we're going to be able to execute. It, that didn't really look like a two-point play to me. Um, but listen, defense played great. There were some there were some really cool highlights uh, uh, through our guys. I mean, our effort was tremendous, uh, and we almost pulled it out. Uh, we almost pulled it out. Thing that stands out with the conversions on third down, they were four for twelve. Brian were the time of possession, eighteen minutes to forty one, and the total number of plays. The Hawks ran forty five. Washington football team ran seventy nine. That has to be frustrating for anybody on the offensive side of the ball. It has to be, and we talked about it earlier. It's about getting in the rhythm, and you can't do that when you're you're on the field for almost one quarter, barely over one quarter. You're on the field as an offense, which is is nothing that you you, you want to be on the field the whole time, right? You want your defense. Washington did their game plan. Washington, if you look back at it, everything went perfect for them, right? The offense was on the field majority of the time. Defense was off, and that's what you want in a football team. And, and the Seahawks have had, what, three weeks in a row now of the same story. And at some point, you got to figure out what's going on, what's wrong. And the offense, just got to find a way to get out of this drought. I, it looked promising early, I, I thought. Uh, they get the big turnover by Jamal Adams, big interception, and then the big play to lock it, and then, and then um, AC, big pass play there running, and just gets it punched out from behind, and it's a, it's a game changer, really. I think they can go and punch that in. I think it's a wholly, totally different game. Tyler Lockett was huge in the first half. Three catches, 96 yards. I'm a long of 55, disappears in the second half. I think that's a result of not keeping your offense on the field. We know Lockett. We know what he wants to do. You're going to send him on that deep cross. He's going to confuse the safeties, get behind the second level, and make some plays. DK Metcalf did not get a target until the second half. I mean, that's a huge indicator of your offensive struggles when one of the best and most talented receivers in the league isn't getting a target until the second half. We heard Russell talk about a play that you just mentioned to Alice Collins, um, that was designed for DK, but the Washington football team is going to a good job in covering. That's the life of a, of a receiver, man. Center got to snap it. QB got to get it. Defense has to be perfect. We rely on so many other things to happen, and it has to be frustrating for a guy like DK. B. Yeah, I mean, he's a superstar, and teams know that, and he's going to get double teamed here and there, and that's something maybe we don't see all the time looking from the you know TV version of the, uh, of the game, but um, – He's going to find a way to get open, though, you know, as a superstar, and we got to get him in the ball. You're going to want to lose these games trying to go to your superstars. You don't want to lose them, you know, going to other people and just avoiding your superstars. But if you're going to lose, you want to do it with your best weapons. And I don't think they are doing a great job of doing that right now. Yeah, and I hate to, you know, make comparisons and things like that, but I tell you what, every week, every week, teams know that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Mm. And still – you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 catches, bunch of targets. They find ways uh, to get him the ball, moving him around, things like that. And, uh, you know, 
I think perhaps that's something we, we should do as well. On the other side of the football, though, man, there were some playmakers. Bobby Wagner had 14 tackles, one pass defended. Jordan Brooks had 14 tackles. Jamal Adams had nine, two passes defended and an interception. We saw Daryl Taylor with a sack. It seems like someone on that defense, they took turns kind of being that guy. Al Robinson probably could have had two or three uh, sacks. Two weeks in a row, we're not seeing it there. But this defense, man, they keep them in this ball game. Every game they've lost in the fourth quarter, they've been within a touchdown, and it's because of the defense. Man, I, you got to give this defense uh, so much credit. Yeah. I mean, just everything that they've had to deal with throughout the season, injuries in the secondary uh, and things like that, to, to improve the way that they have from the start of the season, uh, holding teams to under 20 points right now and, and really keeping us in the game with an opportunity to win at the end. Can't say enough about the job that they're doing. You know, they're on the field most of the game. Uh, and so we know we're, they're, they're getting fatigue out there, uh, but they're still fighting with everything that they have. Uh, and, you know, man, you, you have to give credit where credit is due, and our defense is playing great. Oh, I'm, I'm pleased how the cornerbacks uh, stepped up today. Exactly. Uh, you know, you didn't hear a lot of them, but I think that was a good thing. Uh, as for how long they were on the field and how tiring that must be to be chasing these receivers up and down the field for, you know, 10 play drives, you know, Terry McLaurin was kind of a – he was a non-factor. You know, had a couple maybe big plays, but uh, I thought the corners held their own. Maybe one tough pass interference call, but other than that, uh, I thought they did a, a really, really good job. Yeah, and defense was, or excuse me, defensive line was a, 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 a you know, a focus at the start of the game. We talked about them a lot. Hadn't really been getting the sacks like we were last year, and, uh, and you know, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. But, you know, tonight, listen, we, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of quarterback hits, not a lot of sack, but I, but I felt like we were in the backfield being disruptive uh, for what they were trying to do offensively and what Taylor Heineke was trying to do uh, from the quarterback position. And, and, you know, that played into holding them to 17 points tonight. You hold them to 17, you feel like you're going to have a chance to win this ball game. That's exactly what happened. I think it came down to just first downs as well. Ten first downs in this whole game for this Seahawks offense. 27 first downs for the Washington football team. Mm. 34 yards rushing turbo. This is not the football team that we're used to seeing. When I think of the good old days with the Hawks, I think of Marshawn Lynch. We can go even further back and go Sean Alexander. There's always been a guy to get it done. Chris Carson had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, he's just not available. I think the more we get into this, the more we understand that, yes, this game is spreading out, but if you can't hand the ball off to your running back and have him run up the A, the B gap, uh, your chances of success go down. Yeah, I mean, 34 yards, uh, what, nine total carries between Alex Collins and, and DJ Dallas. I think Collins had seven and, and, and DJ had two. So, you know, really not enough for anybody to, 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 to find a rhythm. But – uh, it, it, it's it's pretty clear to me that it's a part of their game that they just don't trust 100% right now. I mean, you know, they don't trust it all the way. And what, for whatever reasons those are, uh, we don't know. But, uh, but they're certainly not winning at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage on a consistent basis. But they're also not having an opportunity to build to, build to that throughout the course of a football game. Nine times. I mean, nine carries. And running the ball helps the pass game. Exactly. And I'm going to say it again. I want to see Russell run more. It may be an unpopular uh, opinion because people want to take care of his body and all that stuff. But let me just remind you, Russell's only injury in his career was in the pocket. 
right? He broke his finger. He is, he's not ever been injured running the ball, and, and that opens up so much more for you. I heard uh, Cliff Averill was talking on the news last night as a defensive lineman how tough it is to play against a quarterback that, that can run on you, and it is the, his least favorite type of quarterback quarterback to play and when you have that dynamic you have to use it and you have to open up the passing game and the running game with it all right let's hear from Alton Robinson Alton how would you evaluate the defense overall uh, I think we would my evaluation of the defense today would be um, just hard nose and we stuck together throughout the whole thing it didn't turn out our way so it did look like you guys brought more aggression on defense was that intentional today absolutely we knew it was at stake and uh, we wanted to get this one bad Unfortunately, it didn't fall on our turn. But uh, what was the challenge of getting to Henneke today? Uh, just keeping our feet, you know, out there on the grass field, and then you know, just relentless effort to get him down. You know, that's what it's going to take. Because you've seen he got out a couple of times on us. So. Yeah, I, I know you guys brought pressure. You just couldn't get home all the time. But we did see Rasheem Green get home in a different way. Yeah. What'd you say to him after that run back? I know you're tired. <laughs> that was the first thing I said. But uh, stuck through it and, you know, got in there. So props to him. What's the message to the defense for this week? Uh, keep going and just fight hard. That's all we can do. All right. And Michael Bumpus, it's the first time all year they have not allowed points in the fourth quarter of a game. Thank you, Jen. This segment is brought to you by your local carrier heating and air conditioning dealer. Visit CarrierNorthwest.com. When we return We'll go through some highlights, game MVPs, and much more. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle and Kyra Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumbus with Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. And now we are joined by the professor, John Clayton. JC, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? We're doing all right. We're trying to figure out, you know, where to go from here. The Seahawks are struggling three and eight. Not what we expected, but every now and then you got to tip your hat to the other football team. And Taylor Heineke is doing things that no one ever expected him to do. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think I mean he did well. I mean he stayed, even though it, it's interesting because I mean you know he wears number four because he was a Brett Favre fan growing up, and you know he likes to throw uh, long passes. I think right now this year coming into the game, he had like nine play action passes for touchdowns and zero interceptions, but he really didn't do any play action. He just basically stayed short, took what was given to him, and did the best job he could. So I thought he did a really good job. And, of course, the big thing is he controlled the football and, uh, you know, didn't let the uh, you know the de- defense get off the field. Washington football team, three straight now um, in the NFC East. We saw the Eagles lose on Sunday. Uh, Dallas took a, took a loss to the Raiders. Uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, do you see the Washington football team potentially being able to come atop of the NFC East? I don't know. I mean, you know, Dallas has a two-game, at least a two-game lead on just about everybody, including Philadelphia and Washington, and they've got a better team as far as wide receivers and you know running backs. Even though Ezekiel Elliott's got a knee injury, and that's got to be a little bit of a concern, and they got a good offensive line. So, you no, know, I think ultimately, you know, Dallas wins the division. And, uh, you know, we'll see if any of the other two wonder, I mean, if Washington can sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. We'll see if Philadelphia can do it. But, of course, Jalen Hurst had a horrible game. But, no, right now, I don't see any way that's going to change. John, to give hope to all Seahawks fans out there still, what has to happen for the Seahawks to still have a chance for the playoffs? Mm, 
I mean, they have to win every game, and that's going to be very difficult. I mean, they needed to win tonight. They did not. They needed to win last week. They did not. And so now at three and eight, I mean, it's like uh, you know the best thing you have to hope for is you can get a nine-win team in. But of course, I mean, you look at the schedule, and you know they they lose to Washington. They still have Houston. They still have uh, the Bears. They still have Detroit. So that can get them to six. But then also they needed before the Arizona game to go two and two in a division, and they've already lost the Arizona game. I don't see it happening. John, this defense will give up long play drives. They will give up some big plays. But at the end of the day, they keep it close enough for this offense to be within striking distance. How is this defense able to keep this offense in the game, even when they're struggling? Well, I think the big thing is is that uh, you know until you get into the second half where the defense wears out, they've done a good job. They got good pressure on the quarterback. Thought the coverage was good. Thought there were so many things that were very positive. But ultimately, it comes down to the offense. And when you get into the second half and you have like five three and outs, you get nothing going. I mean, what? Uh, you know, very. I mean, ex- except for the last possession, they had like one offense had one or two first downs uh, on offense. I mean, how do you, how do you try to do anything? I mean, it's still it's the offensive problem, and it's the same thing every week. I mean, it's a matter that uh, you know, the defense is on the field twice as much as the offense, and ultimately it's going to catch up to the defense because they get fatigued. You know, the offense struggled all game, but what did you see that was different on that last drive to take them 96 yards for the potential game-tying touchdown? What was different with Russ and the crew? Well, I thought that Russ got into a little bit of a rhythm on that drive, which I thought was good. And I think that you could see a little bit of that Russ magic coming back. I mean, certainly it didn't work on the uh, two-point conversion, but to be able to drive uh, 96, 97 yards like he did and get the score, that was encouraging. And, uh, you know, it bodes well for, I think, as time goes on. It may not affect anything as far as the way this season's going to go, but I think you saw some progress in, in Russell. But uh, ultimately, you know, it didn't change the equation. You mentioned that Russell was able to find a rhythm uh, on that last drive during the two-minute. Perhaps an up-tempo offense is something that this offense should consider moving forward? Yeah, as long as he doesn't throw the ball too deep. I mean, that's the one thing. Again, he he made some deep throws that turned out to be, you know, really good. But I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the big thing still is, I mean, you got to run the football in, in this league. And they couldn't get anything going in the ground game. I know they went into the back with basically only two running backs that could do anything because Travis Homer was hurt and you know, Rashad Penny was hurt. And so they had to rely on, you know, Alex Collins and certainly uh, DJ Dallas. But at some point, you got to run the football. John, is Jordan Brooks showing that when it's time, he's capable of being the next great linebacker in this defense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you saw this was, I think, clearly his best game. I mean, he was making plays. He was doing a lot of positive things. I thought he looked really good. And so, uh, you know, and again, I think he looked good, you know, really since he's been drafted in in that first round. But again, this was, I thought, his best game. And I thought that uh, he's showing that he could really advance. All right, John, we appreciate your time, man. You have a good night. Okay, thanks. All right, that was John Clayton. When we return, we'll give you our game MVPs, also go through highlights, get some analysis from my guys here. All that's next in your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. You hear the music. You know what time it is. It's time to break down some of these highlights, okay? To start the game, 
Both teams would open up going three and out in Washington's second possession. They would open up the scoring going on a 15-play, 68-yard drive, ending in a 23-yard field goal, making the score 3-0. to zero. The Hawks would respond with a drive of their own. Lockett would change field position with this 55-yard bomb from Russell Wilson. Russell under center again. Swain in motion left to right. Play fake to Alex Collins. Russ looks. Now he's going to lay it up over the top. Lockett is there. Wide open. 40, 30, 20, 10. Knocked out of bounds at about the 15-yard line is Tyler Lockett, who again on a deep crosser runs right away from the defense. Russell lays it up and got hit right in the chin strap, but a beautiful 56-yard pass and run, and here comes Russ right back down the field to get his offense to the line of scrimmage. What a great play by Tyler Lockett. You know, the Seahawks took advantage of a nice miscommunication by the Redskins secondary there as Lockett goes across the field, and Russ made a great throw off his back foot, just lobbing it, knowing that uh, Lockett was wide open and let him do his thing from there. Three plays later, Russell finds tight end Gerald Everett for a six-yard touchdown, beating tight coverage, capping off a six-play, 75-yard drive, putting them up 7-3. DK Metcalf wide to the far side. Russell looking that direction. Russell stops, looks, throws, ah. touchdown, Seahawks! Gerald Everett on a quick little dig route and back out to the left side, and Everett makes the catch, starts to jump into the stands, and a fan pushes him back onto the field. <laughs> But Gerald Everett from six yards out with the touchdown reception. And for Everett, that is his second touchdown of the season. Yeah, Russ threaded the needle right there, threw a threw a fastball to Gerald Everett. Looked like he was standing on the mound there for a second, man. But threaded the needle, got it in there, touchdown Gerald Everett, great play. To start the second quarter, both teams would trade punts, keeping the score 7-3. to Then the Washington football team would get possession midway through the second quarter and look to be on the move until Heineke is intercepted by Jamal Adams on second and nine. Second down and nine. Heineke again with time. Throws down the seam. Logan Thomas ball is picked off by Adams. Picks it off downfield. He starts to run, but he had been tagged down, and so the Seahawks will take over the ball there as it's popped up in the air. Logan Thomas gets blasted by Diggs. Ball pops up. Adams makes the interception. His second interception on the season. This was a nice team effort here on this interception. Bobby with the tip, Diggs with the big hit, and then Adams comes in to finish it off and get the big turnover that the Seahawks were looking for. The Hawks seem to have snatched momentum, but two plays later, Alex Collins has the ball punched away. The Washington football team will go on a nine-play, 73-yard drive, riddled by penalties, but capped off by this 10-yard pass to former Seahawk running back J.D. McKissick for a TD, making the score 9-7. Heineke takes the shotgun snap, swings a pass right side to McKissick, makes the catch, turns up field 10-5. Touchdown, Washington football team. The former Seahawk, J.D. McKissick, with his second receiving touchdown of the season, a 10-yard number. I'm trying to think, trying to see who was supposed to be on coverage there as he caught that ball and took off around the right side and pretty much ran untouched into the end zone. Yeah, refs bailed him out a couple couple times during that, throughout that drive, a couple unfortunate calls that went against us. But nevertheless, uh, Washington football team drove down the field. They executed. McKissick, we know, is a great back out of the backfield as it pertains to receiving and catching the football. Scores a touchdown on that play. Great drive. Now they line up for a PAT. Rasheem Green says, nah. He blocks it, scoops it, takes it to the house. 
for a two-point score, making it all square 9-9. Nine nine. Sly on for the PAT, and it gets blocked, and it's picked up by Rasheem Green, and he's a rumbling down the sidelines. He's across midfield. He could go and pick up a couple of points for the Seahawks. He's got blockers in front. Rasheem Green all the way to the other end zone, 75 yards. They threw a flag on you earlier, young man, but you make the highlight film with that one, the block, and he takes it the other way. Does Rasheem Green for two points. We've got a tie ball game, nine to nine. Rabel said it best as he's rumbling down the sideline. What a big momentum swing after Washington football team gets the touchdown. Uh, just going into the half, the Hawks needed that. Anytime you can get a special team score, it's a plus. That would knot it up at 9-9, and the Hawks will go three and out to open up the second half. Then Washington football team will take their next possession on 11-play, 73-yard drive with J.D. running in between the tackles for a 10-yard touchdown run. Second down and goal from the 10. McKissick in the backfield, and he gets the handoff straight ahead. He's going, he's going, he's in. Touchdown, Washington. A stutter step at the line, getting in behind his big offensive lineman, and then the gap just opened up over his right tackle. And McKissick is in from 10 yards out, and Washington takes a 15-9 lead. Yeah, Washington football team put together a great drive there. Really, really, uh, you know, drove on our defense there. You know, we talked about their offensive line being able to open up some holes and some gaps for their running backs. Uh, great example right there. Great play. Washington football team will go on a drive, but the defense would hold firm late in the game. Fourth and goal from their own three-yard line. This defense stands tall and gives Russell one more possession to try to win the game with more than two minutes on the clock. Play fake. Heineke looks. Looks. Slides to his right, throws inside, ball is caught, but stopped. Was he in the end zone? Yes, the official says he was. Logan Thomas, the tight end, caught the ball when it looked like right at the goal line and was pushed back by Adams, but the official says no, he broke the plane on the catch. After review, the receiver lost control of the ball in his right hand. The pass is incomplete. Seattle will take over on downs, first down. All the credit to Jamal Adams on that play, getting in there, especially after last week, a uh, little pass interference. He made up for it, got his hand in there, knocked it just loose enough. We weren't sure, but we went crazy in the studio here when they overturned that call. That play gave Russell Wilson in this offense the ball, and they are driving. They're making plays. Russell stepping up in the pocket, and with 15 seconds left, he steps up, finds Freddie Swain right down the gut for a 32-yard touchdown, putting the Hawks within two points. Three receivers right side, 22 Russ looks, pump fake. Now he's going to let it fly. He's got a man, Swain! Touchdown, Seahawks! Right down the middle of the field. And you can hear the Seahawks fans in the stands. Russell Wilson throws a dart. Swain right down the middle. What a 33rd birthday for Russell Wilson. A 32-yard touchdown strike. And now the Seahawks have to convert two to tie it up. Nothing, nothing is out of reach for number three. Yeah, probably Russ's best throw of the evening. You know, love how he stepped up in the pocket there, kept his eyes down the field, was able to find Freddie Swain across the middle for a touchdown. So now they need this two-point conversion. Like Turbo said, what are you going to lean on? The Hawks would try to find Freddie Swain in the back of the end zone. Just a little late, but the throw pass was broken up. Russ has time. Looks, looks. Now he fires inside, reaching up and intercepting the ball in the end zone. And that's going to do it. Kendall Fuller. Russell waited. He had time. He was looking for somebody to come open. And he fired a dart inside. 
that's intercepted in the end zone. Sometimes you got to tip your hat to the other team, and Washington football team drew up a really good play to uh, stop. I think they put a double on Lockett. They had double on DK for a bit until he sprung open late. Russ tried to thread it in there uh, over the middle of the field and just just came up short. So they couldn't tie it up, but wait, it was not over. They line up for an onside kick. They kick the onside kick. Seahawks recover it, but there's a technicality. You have too many players inside the hash. They line up to kick it again. They do not recover, and that is the way the cookie crumbles. The Seahawks fall to the Washington football team 17-15. to When we return, we'll give you our game MVPs. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, 17 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. Michael Bumpus, Brian Walters, and Robert Turbin. It's time that we give you our game MVPs. Well, the fellas are going to give you their game MVPs, and if I, there needs to be a tiebreaker, I will chime in. We'll see if I have to or not. The new kid on the block is going to go first. Brian Walters, Juanita High School, pride and joy. What you got? <laughs> What's the mascot for Juanita High School, by the way? Uh, the Ravens wow. now. It is the, the Ravens the now. The Ravens. The Ravens. Now. Now. It was the Rebels. It was the was Rebels. There. They changed it. Okay. It's 2021. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't be, wow. Okay. Shout out Juanita, though. I, I appreciate you that. Like that? Gotcha. You like Ravens? Yeah, gotcha. You cool with that? I said Juanita. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to go uh, game MVP. I got to give it to Jamal Adams. Uh, nine tackles, uh, two passes defended, one interception. He was flying all over, uh, some big hits. And then the play at the goal line there um, at the end to get his hand in there and knock yeah. that out just enough. You know, whatever part of the ball hit the ground, he got it out. Got a jarred loose. I got to give it to him. Jamal, who you got, Turbo? Yeah, you know what? I'm not mad at that pick, but I'm going to go with Rasheem Green. I thought he made an impact on the game all game. I thought he was good against the run. Uh, you know, had a sack, but it, it, it uh, I think it got called back for a penalty or something like that. But, uh, you know, was real disruptive. I thought he was in the backfield a lot. And obviously the, the block field goal and being able to return it for a touchdown and get two points. I mean, that was a huge swing. I mean, that game goes nine to nine instead of instead of twelve seven, and you know, with the Washington football team scoring later on that game. Yes, sir. Did you see he was running about eighteen and a half miles an hour down that sideline? Is what the stat was? Moving, yeah, I saw moving. That. I, I saw that. Can you run eighteen miles an hour uh, right now? Probably not. <laughs> I'd pull a hamstring. <laughs> no, he ain't running no more. He's pushing uh, golf cars down the yeah, fairway. I know. I, I see him. I see him. So yeah, now Rasheem Rasheem Green. I thought he was really effective all all game. All right, those are two good ones. I'm going to go with Jamal, though, just because the interception, the play at the goal line, nine tackles. But I ain't mad at Rasheem Green, man. That kid has come a long way, and I hope he continues to make plays. Um, Bobby Wagner had a good game, 14 tackles. So did Jordan Brooks. Um, Tyler Lockett was active early, three catches, 96 yards, disappeared in the second half. And then Sneaky, man, DJ Dallas had eight touches. I didn't realize he had that many touches. He didn't have that many yards. He had eight touches for 31 yards. Um, but nice to see him starting to get involved in his office. I think we need to see more of him as the season goes along. Turbo. Yeah, it's like they've been holding him hostage. Like it was, it's, He's like their secret weapon. Like They didn't want to <laughs> expose him just yet, man. But I'd I, I love to see him get some more opportunities because he's a dynamic football player. All right. Going to need guys to step up on this run right here. Paul Moyer's not here, but he said, look, man, just win the next, what, six? The six of, six of these, these six games of left? Them, man. You win the next six. You know, I'm open to You're get nine and there. eight. You hey, never know. You, you never know. You never know. Keep you know? hope alive is what they say. Yeah, Keep I mean, hope I, alive. 
All right, when we return, we will preview next week's opponent, the 49ers. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us this late. That's what happens when you play primetime football. You get to hang out with myself, Brian Walters, and Robert Turbin. Seahawks in a tough spot, 3-8. They are 3-8. I'm going to pull up the standings right now. Something's going to tell me that they are bottom of the bottom when it comes to the NFC. And right now, our guys are sitting at the 15th spot. You know who's below us? Who? <laughs> Detroit what? <laughs> Detroit. Detroit Lions? Detroit. <laughs> They're oh, below man. us. So that, we are, we're not keeping good company down there. But there's still a fighting chance. There's still a fighting chance that they try to turn this thing around. Um, what needs to happen, I think, offensively, what needs to happen, Russ needs to play sharper earlier. Um, I saw some mechanical flaws in his game today, which was disappointing, especially being the elite quarterback that he is. I think that you got to find ways to get DK involved consistently. He needs to be a focal point. You made a good point, mentioned Devontae Adams. Everyone knows he's going to run a dig, <laughs> and they're going to clear it out for him. They're going to make sure he completes that dig and do other things as well. So finding ways to get your playmakers the ball and then consistently because Lockett has a good first half and then he disappears in the second half. So offensively, that's what I think needs to happen. And, of course, third downs. Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, Paul was talking about it before the game. Your best players have to play like your best players. And uh, we're certainly not getting that on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, to be quite frank. Uh, but chances are there's still a chance. And uh, listen, you know, how you rebound from this is, uh, you know, I mentioned this last week, uh, but you, you true. I know it's cliche, but you truly have to approach this thing week by week. I mean, it, it's what the only game that matters is the 49ers. It's, I mean, it's one, it's literally one game. It's not about whether or not you can make the playoffs anymore. It's not about, you know, going on a six and oh run or anything. It's about one game, getting back home, resting up taking care of your body, and preparing for one single game. I just I want to see the Seahawks get beat using their best players, and I said that earlier, right? But I would love to see DK get, you know, eight to ten targets. You know, he catches one or two of the passes, okay. Like, that's what happened. There was a good defensive scheme on him, and we, we tried. We tried to get to our best players, and they took that away from us. And, and Lockett, Lockett should get eight to ten targets too. And, and, and you just want to see – the opportunities there because playmakers are going to make plays, you know, even against good defenses, the playmakers will stand out. All right. So now let's look ahead to the San Francisco 49ers. They are six and five just coming off a big win against the Minnesota Vikings, 34 to 26. They did lose Debo Samuel. He's going to be out one to two weeks. Fred Warner, one of the best backers in the league is out, um, but they still got guys like George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk is going to step up. Elijah Mitchell is going to do his thing as well. Jimmy Garoppolo and this defense can play some ball. They're coming to Lumen Field. You guys have been a part of some battles when it comes to this 49er thing. What needs to happen? Yeah, don't forget about Joey Bosa yeah. either. Nick. Nick, excuse me, Nick, but Joey's with, with the Chargers. Nick Bosa coming around that edge. I mean, yeah. you know, so this team uh, has overcome a lot of adversity, a, a lot of injuries. Uh, so uh, there's certainly going to be one to be dealt with. Uh, and every team, really, at least for us, uh, is going to be that way. Uh, so we're going to have to put our hard hat on uh, and really prepare for a physical game because that's the type of team that they are. I mean, they're a physical team. They love to run the football. Elijah Mitchell's having a fantastic season. 
They love to impose their will up front with that physical offensive line uh, led by, you know, Trent Williams, I think, is their left tackle and uh, the other guys up front. And so uh, it's definitely going to be a dogfight, as it has always been. Over the last over the last decade, you know, and they're 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 on a win streak right now, fighting for position to win the NFC West and make the playoffs. So, going to be a dogfight. It's a tale of two teams right now. Niners coming in with three uh, three game winning streak. Hawks coming in with a three game losing streak. Uh, but those games are always fun, right? and, and they're coming to Lumen Field, and and you know the crowd's going to be there supporting the rivalry, and 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 those are always some of the most fun games. And the Seahawks will take pride in this game for sure. You know they don't want to get beat by the Niners. Um, especially on their home turf. So it'll be a fun game to watch. If the Seahawks can win this ball game, I think it'll do a lot for their mentals and then for all the 12 fans out there. I mean, at some point, you want to see your, your team win to keep you invested in this game. I do not want to go to a Lumen Field game and see empty seats. I just hurt my heart because I know where this franchise has been, and I think that there's pieces in the making to kind of help them get back to where they want to go. Um, but it all starts with your dudes playing like dudes. And, make, man, when's the last time we saw a play where it's like, man, that was a play right there. Like, we, had, we haven't seen too many ESPN top ten plays right. out of this group yet when we're used to seeing that over the past ten years. Right. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure Rasheem's is going to be up there tonight. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, I mean, I because mean, it's a blocked field goal. I mean, you're only going to get a handful of those a year. But aside from that, man – uh, it, it's been tough sledding as, as it pertains to those impact plays, some of those magical plays that we're used to seeing, especially um, you know from Russ. But you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I expect our fans to be full force. I mean, that's just the type of fan base that I believe that we have. You know, they're going to be, uh, they're going to express their disappointment, and we all are. I mean, even even the guys who are actually playing and coaching and. They're going to express their disappointments and and things like that, too. But I think at the end of the day, uh, we do have some of the best fans in the league. And uh, I think they're going to be supportive of us, you know, 100 percent. And so but we're certainly going to have to, uh, you know, step up and and up our game to give ourselves an opportunity to win. One in four at Lumen Field this year. I mean, there's no way that can continue. That's very un-Seahawk like. And uh, I see that changing for sure. I see it changing. Um, I see Russell's play changing. He's gotten better. That's the thing. He's gotten better. He just seems a little indecisive. But um, I think we are moving in the right direction. But you know what, guys? Today's final score, Washington 17, Seattle 15. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on 17 ESPN Seattle and Cairo 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible, studio coordinators Matt Nelson and DJ Wilder. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network, NASA Choby. The Seahawks are back at Lumenfield next week to take on Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network for Paul Moyer. Brian Walters, good job, man. First show. And Robert Turbin on Michael Bumpus. Seahawks fall to the Washington football team, 17-15.